episode 507 of the PlayStation Nation podcast, the best PlayStation podcast in the world. With you once again, I'm Glenn, along with Josh. Hey. Hey. Recording, hey. recording a day late as usual uh, lately. It's, it's well, the third week in the row I think that we're doing this, but eh, you know, we're just getting off the holidays and such, so uh, today just made more sense. Uh, still not a lot going on out there, but uh, I think we've got plenty to talk about tonight. Uh, one new release, but a couple of news items, uh, what we're playing and watching, what's going on around PS Nation, my review of Titanfall 2, a quick Extra Life update, and emails if we have them. So, uh, yeah. But uh, first, let's do the housekeeping. Housekeeping! Housekeeping! Go away! I come in anyway? No, go away. I come in anyway. Uh, so a lot of different ways you can get a hold of us. Obviously, you want to go to psnation.com. I almost said playstationnation.com. Mm. <laughs> go to psnation.com. Uh, you can find our forums over there. All our reviews get posted there. Uh, articles, news items, etc., etc. And uh, you can also find the contact us section there, which will give you all the pertinent info if you want to reach us or you know hang out with us on the PSN or whatnot. Uh, you have a button there that you can press if you want to send us an email, or you can just shoot us an email at podcast at psnation.com. Uh, you can find our Twitter handles there, which if you want to follow Josh, that's at PJFJosh. You can follow me at TorgoPSN and the main account at PSNation. Uh, you can find uh, our our Skype name if you want to leave us a voicemail. That's WDT-Torgo. Uh, you can find our PSN IDs, just like I said. If you're going to friend us on PSN, please just let us know that you're from, you know, a PS Nation listener or whatever. You don't have to write a book. Just, uh, just let us know, because you know I was playing uh, a but, lot. But, 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 I expect I expect at least 500 words. Yeah, because you don't bitch enough when our when our reviews are too long. Now you want that? Hey, I'm not going to edit those. I'm uh, just going to uh, point and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> See that pop up on your phone. Son of a bitch. <laughs> now I dare somebody to do it. Yeah. Especially if they're Let's typing it if they're typing it on the P on the PlayStation and they like truncate everything. And it's just a <laughs> bunch of like instead of saying please say P L Z and you know, lol oh, and it, Oh, if it's that, then forget it. They're getting deleted, deleted immediately. Deleted right away. All right. <laughs> uh yeah. So if you want a friend Josh Make sure you write a book. Me, just just say PS Nation. That's all you got to do. Because, you know, I was playing Titanfall 2 the other day in BF1 online, and uh, I had a few people try to add me in with no note or anything. And I, I saved those spots for, for our community. So uh, they got deleted. Just boom, done. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash page, uh, Or you can just do a search for PlayStation Nation. If you see a group... And you ask to join it. That's the group that we don't use anymore. So if you ask to join it, it ain't going to happen because we don't use it. Because we had somebody do that a couple days ago. <laughs> but I think it was a spammer, too. Uh, and, uh, you know, last but not least, oh, obviously, if you want to stream the podcast, if you don't want to download it, you want to stream it instead, you can find us on pretty much all the major streaming sites like uh iTunes, Google Play Music, you can find us on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, etc., etc. Uh, but last but not least, you know, if you want to help us out financially, you know, we don't have a Patreon, we don't have anything like that. All we ask is that you go to our affiliate link section on the on the website. If you go to PSNation.com, you'll see it right there on the front page. Uh, we've got links to all these different websites like <clears throat> Best Buy and Amazon and Barnes and Noble <laughs> and Walmart and GameStop, uh, all sites like that, Rift Tracks. 
And uh, all you do is you have to click the link to go to the store, click our link to go to that store, and it doesn't change your price. It doesn't change anything about your experience. Just whatever you buy, we get a little piece of that action. It, you know, everybody wins. You know, you were already going to go buy something probably. This way, we get a little piece of the action that helps us pay for our bills. Uh, all this extra life shipping that I'm going to have to do the next few weeks, uh, especially that Rock Band 4 and all those PS4s and <laughs> all those big-ass prizes. Uh, God, I hope nobody was in Canada <laughs> or Europe um, for the big stuff. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what that money helps uh, helps us with, and you know, and, and you know, we don't have to ask for money, basically. So, thanks to everybody for using that. But that's it for me. On to the humongous list of new releases. Yeah. All right. So next week, the week of January tenth. Uh, well, the release date of January 10th, we have the PlayStation 4 Platinum Wireless Headset ah, yeah. for one fifty nine ninety nine. Wow. That seems Fancy pricey. Schmancy. Yeah, that seems pricey. Um, well, because they fold up. Well, the, the big draw of these is that they're, and, and they're kind of taking it from uh, what the PSVR breakout box does, and that is they're... Uh, supposed to do the 3D spatial audio, like uh, if you plug into the uh, the PSVR dongle. And 7.1 virtual surround sound. Yeah, like every other set of headphones, basically. And multi-device compatibility. Yeah, like every other set of headphones. <laughs> um, you know, I like the Golds, and a lot of people have a pair of... The, I have two pair of Golds. I have the regular ones, and I have the Uncharted 4 ones. Uh, you know, I like the Golds, but... Um, the pretty baseline, you know, I just did, I finally wrote the review for those turtle beach that I use for extra life. And you know, those, you can get them for 99 bucks right now. Their retail price is like one thirty on them and they're fantastic, you know, and this 3d audio thing, I don't know if it's just kind of a hook, you know, the only game so far that, that we know is going to be supported day one is uncharted four. Uh, but I'm very curious to see if some of the other headphones out there are going to be able to use that. Uh, or if they're going to have some you know, kind of proprietary thing saying, well, you can't even activate it unless you have these Platinums, uh, which would suck. Uh, you know, they may have an extra chip in them. I don't know to, to do the processing for that. Um, I don't know. I it's it, 160 bucks though, is kind of pricey. I mean, hopefully we get them for review. I did request them, but, you know, with the Christmas season and everything else, I don't know how timely it's going to be, but it is requested. Um, you know, right now I'm actually reviewing the new generation Astro Gaming A50s and they're amazing. Uh, I haven't found anything wrong with them yet, except for it's got a dock, uh, to charge them up. Like you actually just set them on top of the dock and it's supposed to be kind of magnetic and I'm having a real problem where there's, where the dock is sitting. Uh, I can't just walk over and like pop it in and get it charging. I have to fart around with it a little bit, but sound wise and uh, like microphone quality and everything and, and battery life and the whole nine, man, they're fantastic. Um, but you know, they're more expensive too. So these platinum sit right in the middle of those Astro gaming and the, and the turtle beach stealth five twenties. And I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious because even with the golds, the build quality has been a little suspect, not as bad as the pulse, but we have had pictures. People have, you know, send them over to us that those golds crack on them. Uh, I don't know if they're just have humongous heads or what the deal is, but I'm curious. I haven't seen these platinums yet except for pictures and 
We'll see. We shall see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't help you there. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, I did. I did request him. People have been tweeting us about him the last couple of weeks, so uh, we'll see if we get him or not. Like, I need another pair of headphones here. Exactly. Eh, uh-huh. Maybe we'll give them away. <laughs> Unless the three D uh, audio is just so mind blowing that I don't need anything else. You know. Could be. Eh, you never know. Could be. My that, that's that's a huge concern though, and it's been one of our concerns for a long time about, especially Sony hardware. You know, what's the support going to be like for this newfangled technology? Okay, Uncharted yeah. 4. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of which, um, Ars Technica, I mean, they did this a while ago, but they updated it. And um, the HDR support yeah. for the regular PS4 yeah. is 100% useless. Why? Because nothing supports it at all. That's not true. On the regular PS4? Yeah. What supports it? Um, Deus Ex, uh, The Last Guardian. Um, these are the ones I've tried. Last Guardian supports it. Uncharted 4 supports it. Um, what else did I play that uses it? No. It, uh, well, Infinite Warfare doesn't because it doesn't have HDR. Titanfall 2 doesn't have HDR. BF4 doesn't have HDR. I'm trying to think of what else has it. Uh, but I, I guarantee you Deus Ex worked with it, and so did Last Guardian, and... Well, then they need to update. Yeah. No, I, I'll, I'll try it again, but I'm, I'm telling you, it definitely works. Because with their with the last thing they put out, um, well, none of the apps work at all, and none of the apps will ever work, because YouTube and Amazon both have their HDR tied to 4K. They do. And they will not uncouple them. Yeah, and actually, well, I just I just sent the written review for the PS4 Pro to Josh yesterday, so I'm sure you haven't looked at it yet. But I actually went through all of the video streaming apps to get kind of an update, and the Amazon app still only displays 1080p anyway. Uh, so we're not getting mm-hmm. the HDR stuff on on the PS4 Pro to begin with uh, because it doesn't even do 4K. But you're right; it, they tie that stuff. Those video streaming services high hdr to the to the 4k stream because of the the content uh it's a little bit different in gaming though because they can actually send that signal through no matter what resolution they're at if they're at 1080p or if they're up converting to, to 4k um but the hdr stuff for uncharted 4 for last guardian and for deus x were definitely there for me on the uh on the og ps4 and I'll hook it up again and, and, and verify it this week. All right. So if you have an old PS4 yeah. and a 4K TV, yeah. you can play like three or four games on it that show off no, HDR no, 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 lighting. No. Those are the only ones I've tried. Because I think Ratchet and Clank does too. Those are the only ones I've tried so far. Yeah. But there aren't that many games with HDR support to begin with. Yeah. It's, it's more than the Xbox One, which has two, uh, Forza Horizon 3 and Gears of War 4. But, um, I mean, that's the problem with this early adopter syndrome uh, with any of the 4K stuff with, with HDR right now, is that it, there isn't much content out there, and, and it can be a little frustrating to people because you get this thing and you want to show off this new toy, and 
probably the best feature out of everything is is rarely used. Now, I will say, Ratchet and Clank still, I think, is probably the best example of what HDR can do for a game. Uh, just the color depth alone between the non-HDR and the HDR is is night and day different. I mean, it's noticeable immediately if you've seen both of them. I, I think the biggest problem right now is that most of these standards haven't been set. No, and actually there's a third HDR standard that LG yeah. is pushing now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it'll go too far, but... But but that's a huge problem right now. I right. mean, we, we were standing at... Where were we? Fuck, I forget where we... Oh, we were in Costco. Yeah. And we're waiting in line, and this couple in their early 20s i'd say they're standing there with like a 75 inch 4k tv yeah and i'm looking at it and i'm looking at the side of the box you know because they're over in the next line i'm just kind of glancing over and i'm reading it and i'm reading it and i'm reading it and lou looks at me and she's like what and i look at her and i go doesn't have hdr yeah (laughs) which is like one of the Best That's why you want to see yeah. HDR more than you're going to see the 4K. Yeah, she's like, so they just got a shitty TV. Hey, and she's like, should I just tell them you got a shitty TV? <laughs> it's like, no, I'll tell. Aww. well, but, but that's the thing, and 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 that's the battle that that's going on right now is that people really don't realize anything about what the what these new technologies are. They go to Best Buy and yeah. all they see is 4K. Oh, it's 4K. Uh, I have two friends that bought 4K TVs and neither of them do HDR, but you know, at the time, those 4K TVs were actually cheaper than 1080p ones because mm-hmm. they're trying to get them into ho- homes. But well, yeah. again, it's cheaper because it doesn't have HDR. HDR is what makes the technology more expensive right now. And HDR is really what makes the technology much better. Right. But the, but the but, problem there is, is that... HDR has three different specs, for well, fuck's sake. there are. There are three <laughs> different specs, but at the same time, there's also sets out there that say they have HDR support. But it's limited HDR support, which means it only usually has like 16 active LED zones, or it doesn't have the expanded color palette, which is a huge benefit of HDR uh, in general, is that you get past the RGB color space. And so there's ones out there that say, oh yeah, we have HDR, but they really don't. They just have a few features of the HDR spec. This is so fucking terrible. It is, because... because it's going to turn off consumers when they start to go to friends' houses and their TV looks a thousand times better. And they're like, but mine's 4K. Why does yours yeah. look so much better? Exactly. And why does yours look so much shittier? And why does yours look a little bit better? And why does your – I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it is. And, 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 but that's, and that's what I've been trying to convey to people for so long is you know, this, this third one from LG I don't really think is going to take off. Uh, it's – it's something they've been pushing since I think around February or March, and nobody's heard of it yet, really. Um, I, the two big I, formats are HDR10, which is is the most widely accepted right now, uh, and that's what the consoles both uh, support out of the box. The other one is called Dolby Vision. Dolby Vision, my, see, that's the thing. That's the reason I got the display I got is because it supports both f- formats, and Dolby Vision is actually better. Because the, uh, the the color data that comes through is more active um, and it's more accurate, but not very much supports it. So I don't I don't even know if there's any Ultra HD Blu-rays that support Dolby Vision. But Netflix and Amazon, uh, if you can find a fucking app or source to actually get those to work on your TV, uh, they'll work in Dolby Vision, and it does look stunning. Like. Uh, uh, 
uh, Genghis, or what was it, Genghis Khan or whatever? Or no, Marco Polo and uh, Narco Season 2 look fantastic. But just getting that to work, because guess what? Netflix on PS4 Pro doesn't support HDR yet. It only supports 4K. Uh, so, the, I mean, that that's the problem, is that there's all this promise. And even when you go back to the to the meeting that you went to when they finally announced the PS4 Pro, they pushed like crazy to say, oh, we're going to have all these video apps that are going to support everything. No, they don't. And the thing is, it's yeah. not really Sony's fault. It's up to Netflix and Amazon and everybody else to release these apps correctly. But Amazon is being so fucking stingy that, like, I can't even get an Amazon video app for my NVIDIA Shield TV because they want you to get an Amazon device to watch their content on. It's ridiculous what Amazon's doing. Because Man in High Castle supports HDR. And there's barely a way to watch it correctly. And it's Amazon's fault. This, all of this, it's just, it's... They pushed yeah. all of this stuff out to consumers too early. Well, but at the same time, I don't blame Sony fully. No, everybody did. Oh, I agree. Everybody did because they're they're all they're all bringing out different HDR specs. They're yeah. all bringing out different types of HDR TVs yeah. that aren't quite the same. They're bringing out 4K TVs that don't have HDR. I mean, yeah. there's too much bullshit going on. But the it's same, just confusing to consumers. It's yeah, going to hurt yeah. the consumers in the long run. It's going to hurt the TV industry in the long run yeah. because they're fucking around with everybody. Because oh, yeah. it's nothing was set in stone and said this is what it is. Go, I and agree. every it's like the fucking wild west out there, and <laughs> it's just making a mess for everybody. Yeah, no, but I, I completely half the consumers agree. don't even know. But this is why I bought this display because. It's something that I was I really wanted to know to know about myself, and I've been researching like crazy and messing with stuff like crazy, and I'll I'll spend hours on this shit. And the funny thing is, I didn't even get that Nvidia Shield TV for this purpose, but it's great having that source available. So I've got four different sources available. I have the PS4 Pro, I've got the Xbox One S, I've got the Shield TV, and then my set actually allows. Uh, direct streaming of 4K content. So, like, if I bring up Netflix on my tablet or my phone, uh, it's got a Google Cast built into it, and it does 4K. But the funny thing is, YouTube's HDR support, which is really, really, really minimal right now, there's not very many videos that support HDR at all. There's some 4K stuff out there, but uh, YouTube recently just started supporting HDR. And to stream the HDR content from YouTube... The only thing that works right now is is a Chromecast Ultra. So even the Chromecast that's built into my television won't do it. I, <laughs> it's, it's silly. So yeah, like the PS4 Pro YouTube client will support 4K, and it, it looks great. And Hulu just started doing uh, 4K. Hulu doesn't do HDR. YouTube on the consoles or anywhere else doesn't do HDR, even though the service itself supports it. Uh, Netflix on PS4 Pro does 4K, but not HDR. Xbox One S, Netflix does 4K and it does HDR. Uh, Amazon on Xbox One S will actually do 4K and HDR works sometimes, but it's really buggy. Whereas on PS4 Pro, Amazon is 1080p and the PS4 Pro up converts it to, to 4K, uh, but no HDR there. Voodoo on the Xbox One S only does 1080p. And it won't even tell you if you have content in 4K. 
whereas the PS4 Pro will tell you that you own it in 4K, but it won't won't let you play it in 4K. It'll only let you play it in 1080p. <laughs> but see, now this is with somebody who has researched the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. Imagine the everyday consumer. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I mean, this is kind of my Don Quixote this moment. Is, uh, this is insane. Yeah, because it, it really is just, like you said, the Wild West right now because it's so up in the air. And I guarantee you, you are not going to find one single source for everything. Because look at me. You know, I've got the PS4 Pro. I've got the Shield. I've got the Xbox One. I've got all the other stuff. Guess what? I can do... Some stuff on the PS4 Pro. There's a lot more games that support the features on the on the PS4 Pro. But if I want to watch uh, an Ultra HD Blu-ray, I got to turn on the Xbox One S because there's only three or four players out there right now. In general, there's only three or four players that'll that'll play Ultra HD Blu-rays. Uh, the adoption rate is really really low right now. 3D Blu-ray is doing better than, than Ultra HD. Um, the Shield TV, it works pretty damn well, but. Uh, there's a bug in the way that they do HDR. So actually HDR isn't working from the shield TV with a lot of displays at the moment, not every display, but a lot of displays. So they're working on a fix for that. Uh, it's, it's just across the board. It's so ridiculous. And luckily my display has, it's, it's actually kind of cool. It, it, it comes with a little six inch Android tablet. It's not the greatest in the world, but it's kind of cool because they have a remote control app for Android. And for iOS, I think. And I can actually go on that display or on that little tablet. And when I bring content up, I can hit a button on, on there and it'll tell me what resolution it's playing at and if it supports HDR or not, if it's displaying it. So I get all that in real time on that little tablet, which just helps immensely. And that's how I've been testing stuff. Because when I was writing that PS4 Pro review yesterday, when I was finishing it up, that's what I was doing. Is I was going into all the services on the Xbox One S, on the Shield TV, and on the PS4 Pro. And I was testing all of them to see, where does it work here? Where does it work? Okay, it's not working here. Shit, I'm only getting 1080p on this. I mean, I, I spent, like, hours on this stuff yesterday. And that's because, I don't know, I can do it. I mean, I, you know, I have the ability. So I want to let other people know, and that's why I, keep, why I keep saying over and over, don't even buy a new set right now unless you absolutely have to. Like, if your TV just blew up and there's burn marks on your ceiling and you need a new TV, I get it. Be smart about it. Do some research. This Vizio's not bad, actually. They've, they've finally released the firmware to everybody, and, and it fixed a lot of problems. Um, but wait until after everything is announced at CES. See what Because CES is going on right now in, in, in Vegas, or it's, it's going to be going on soon. See what they announce there. It takes a little while for the stuff to come out, but wait for number one, a standard to kind of stand out and see what's going to be widely adopted, which is going to be HDR 10. I think Dolby Vision is going to be around for a while though, but wait until this technology matures, wait until everything flashes out and you're going to see the prices drop. We did on 3d TVs. We did on plasmas. We did on everything. The technology always becomes cheaper. And all I'm saying is have a little patience and buy the right thing. Because quite frankly, I don't know about you, but when I buy, I still have my 3D Panasonic. I know you have yours. And that that's I not even going it. anywhere. That's the TV I use every day. That's yeah. in the living room. That's all we watch. That set isn't going anywhere. And <clears> I plan <throat> to have that TV for at least 10 years. You yeah. know? And the one before that was a Mitsubishi 46-inch rear projection that did 1080i. 
I paid a guy $600 to come up from North Carolina and, and calibrate that thing for me. And I had that set. The lifespan on those sets was supposed to only be about eight years. I had it for 12. I babied the hell out of that set because the CRTs in the, in the guns uh, deteriorate over time. There's nothing you can do about it. But I babied the hell out of that thing just so I could keep it for longer and longer and longer. So I, I currently have 124 3D Blu-rays. Wow. So holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I I plan on having that TV set for a long time. Me too. And I plan on having a 3D set for the foreseeable future. Yeah, except they're not really making them anymore, which sucks. Yeah. But even then, you know, you talk about the, the, between HDR10 and Dolby Vision for HDR. Look at 3D. I mean, there were a couple of companies that were pushing passive 3D. Yeah. Samsung was one of them. Uh, where they didn't have the active glasses like our TV has. And, and for a long time, there was that battle going back and forth. And, and because passive is what you use in the theater, they thought it would be more, number one, it's cheaper, but they thought it would be more widely accepted because that's what people are used to. But at the end of the day, the better technology was the active glasses, and it still is. And it does not give you motion sickness as much exactly. as the passive, and it does not... Um, Doesn't give you as much of a headache. Them, uh, as much of a headache, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's this is always the way it is when a new technology hits and all the manufacturers try to support it. You know, they always want to back a technology but like this LG. Is, and, but this is way over the top compared to Oh yeah. stuff that's happened in the past. Oh, it's, it's this a is frenzy. insanity. It's a frenzy right now. Yeah, I mean, you you go to Costco and and you see these really cheap 4K TVs like, "Holy shit. I can get a 4K TV cheap." And then what happens? Just what happened to to the people you were in line with? Mm-hmm. They got a 75-inch 4K that doesn't do HDR. Well, what's the point? What is the point? Especially when... It, it's funny because the 4K content that streams, you have to have an insane amount of bandwidth available for it to even make sense to say, I'm only going to stream 4K content instead of get Blu-rays uh, with 4K because that physical media is still going to give you a lot more bandwidth uh, for your content. And, I mean, there is some stuff that looks pretty good. Voodoo does a good job. Netflix does a good job. Amazon looks really good at times, but I've had a lot of problems with Amazon lately, uh, even getting past 1080p. Uh, I don't know what's going on with their servers, but there's so many things, there's so many points of failure for you to actually get an optimum uh, signal and an optimum uh, video up on the screen at 4K to even make it worth it. So there's that whole argument, too, that is, is the content even worth it? You know, you put an HD antenna up right now, nobody's broadcasting in anything above 1080p, like, over the air. Nobody is. So your, your choice of content is so limited right now. And quite frankly, the available 4K Blu-rays, they're just terrible. I mean, there really isn't a lot of good content yet. It's a lot of shit movies. No, there are good movies because I was in Best Buy the other day. I'm not and saying I was all of them. Movies that are out. There are a lot of good movies actually. Yeah, you go to Amazon and go through the entire list. There's more shit movies than than good. I have At most least of the a good third ones. Are good. Yeah, yeah there's uh, they redid the Labyrinth uh, or uh, they redid Labyrinth in 4K and I think it has HDR. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road actually looks really good in 4K with HDR and mainly because of the HDR. Uh, Revenant, uh, the way they shot that movie, I'm not a big fan of the movie itself, but, uh, the way they shot it looks good. There's some good stuff out there, but there's also a lot of crap. Uh, it, it really is kind of, it's a lot of the flashy movies that have really bad stories and stuff. You know, Suicide Squad. 
Um, and that's the funny thing. I actually have Batman vs Superman HDR, you know, 4K HDR and everything because it is it's destruction porn. If there's one thing that Zack Snyder knows how to do, it's good visuals. So the movie looks fantastic on it, but eh. but again, you know, I'll Rock will be sitting here and I'll pull something up at 4K and I'm like, do you think that's 4K or 1080P? He's like, I have no idea. And then I'll show him something in 1080P. He goes, looks the same. And I'm not the only one, and he's not the only one. People say that all the time. Yeah. A good 1080p uh, uh, signal and a good 1080p image is going to look really good unless you have, like, a 10-foot screen. So, I don't know. I, it, uh, it, it's really frustrating, and, and that way, it's one of the reasons it took me so long to write that PS4 Pro review, because the hardware itself is great. I mean, they really thought forward. The design is insanely well done for what you're paying for it. And it's not the PS4 Pro's fault. The fault is with the fact that the technology is still so damn new. And you have to wait for things to, to kind of settle out. You have to wait for these display technologies to, to kind of even out and mature. You have to wait until developers have had some time with it. Because right now, it's the Wild West on that front, too. They're dipping their toes in saying, well, what can we do with HDR? What can we do with this? What can we do with that? You know, it, it's it's weird. Uh, I just don't, and I agree with you. I think the timing all around just sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I, I think that they made the 4K displays too cheap too soon, and they should have kept the stuff stuff expensive so that only early adopters would have gone after it to allow content creators some time to get some stuff out. So yeah, it, it's. It's it's a weird time right now. Wow. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it's funny. Like, even on PS4 Pro, when I play The Last Guardian, I actually set the Pro to 1080p and force it at 1080p. Uh, because it, it still looks great in HDR, but I get a better frame rate at 1080p. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't care about 4K. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All that shit. I mean, having to it's nice to have the choice, but having to pick 1080p or 4k or this frame rate or this frame rate or HDR that now you're getting into PC territory where I just want to put the game in and play it. Yeah. And I want it to look great. You know, I, well, I mean, the thing is it still looks good at 4k. It's, it's, there's nothing bad about it. It does, but it's just, it doesn't blow you away at 4k. That it's the whole thing about it. Like the, the, really the only, benefit you get out of 4k and it really depends on the on the content you're putting on there but you're going to get a lot less aliasing because the pixels are a lot smaller and there's a lot more packed in the same amount of space oh That's, but the pixels oh but all the pixels hey oh boy um but that, that's the thing it, it's you know at the end of the day a lot of these games on both consoles are using a hardware scaler you know to bring things up now the difference is the xbox one s all the content is 1080p, and then the scaler does all the 4K. So you're going to get a little bit muddier, a little bit more, like, kind of, I don't want to say blurry, but it's a little bit softer of an image. The PS4 Pro, at least, a lot of the games are being rendered at 1800p, roughly, you know, around that area, and then their hardware scaler is doing the rest of the work. So, but the nice thing is there's other benefits on the PS4 Pro that you're not getting on the Xbox One S, and, that, and that's the difference. Now, yeah, Scorpio's coming at the end of the year. Aaron Greenberg tweeted about it yesterday. Um, but again, it's content, too. Like, what are they going to do? Are we going to have any content that's even compelling enough to, to care? So that's the biggest thing. 
I was shocked that they did HDR in Last Guardian. When I turned that on and I saw it, I was like, I was just blown away. I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be awesome! And it is. It looks great, even on that older engine. But I still contend, Ratchet and Clank. You see that in HDR, you'd probably be sold on it. It looks that different and that much better. It man, it just it looks so good. But but truth be told, the game looks fantastic at 1080p with no HDR. You know, it's it's a rough time. And that's why I think Sony knows they're in for the long haul with the PS4 Pro. You know, the extra power is nice well, to have on, on certain games. Until the PS5. Yeah, well. And by the time the PS5 comes, hopefully everything is kind of shaken out and <laughs> No way, bro. 8K, bro. 8K, get the fuck out. Uh, yeah, and then we're going to go through <laughs> this all over again. Yep. With UHDR. Uh, no, there's already a new <laughs> format that somebody was trying to push at 6K. There's some 6K yeah. stuff out there. There's, there's like two pieces of content. I'm sure they're both demo discs. <laughs> it was actually funny because I, I watched um, Baskets. It's that show on FX with uh, Zach Galifianakis where he's like a rodeo clown. And mm-hmm. there's one episode where he buy it. Like his wife is from France and she doesn't like him and all this stuff. And he buys her a 4K TV because some, some dude that she's dating uh, buys her a 1080p TV. So Baskets goes out and buys her a 4K TV, and he, he brings it in, and he's like, see see how much better it is? And she goes, oh, what else can we watch? He goes, oh, no, just the just this demo disc. That's all it works. <laughs> but that's true to a certain extent. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <sighs> <laughs> you picked an interesting time to talk about that because I was writing that review yesterday. So mm. I was reading up a lot on this stuff. It just it just hit me. I, I yeah. Know. No, it, but it, it's a great argument, and, and it's the argument that I think we've been kind of making this entire time. You know, I, I know my, uh, my line of, of thought has not changed on the subject whatsoever. It's, it's been this way ever since we've started hearing about this stuff, you know? Um, the one thing that really gets me is HDR, and, and like I said, I will. I'll hook up the other PS4. And unfortunately, I can't stream it or anything to show anybody off, but I will hook it up this week, probably Thursday, and I will try out the games that support HDR and PS4 and make sure on the original PS4 model that HDR actually works on those. But I did try a couple of games, and they worked. Because actually, I know for a fact, Gran Turismo Sport will support HDR on both PS4 models. Uh Yamauchi said that flat out when we were when we had our session at PSX. Because the only thing that the PS4 Pro is doing for GT Sport is 4K. That's the only difference. So yeah. Ugh. All right. Have we ranted enough? Sure. <laughs> Folks, just don't buy a new set yet unless you absolutely have to. Unless. Yours is in flames sitting in front of you right now, and you have to get a new set. I'm probably not getting a new TV until the PS5 or 6 are out. And that's fine. I didn't even want a new one. I really didn't. I got this because I wanted to, I wanted to educate myself on, on the technology and what it actually did. And to me, it was worth it. And, I mean, this is a nice display. It's, it's nothing fantastic. It's not a $10,000 Bravia or anything else. It's a nice display. And I'm glad I got it because I've learned so much in the last couple months about all this, all this jibber jabber, you know. 
But no, I, you know, there's that early adopter syndrome that a lot of gamers get. But honestly, I, do, I really just don't think it's worth it right now. It's just not. Maybe at the end of 2017, when there's a lot more content, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But they need to, they need to tighten things up. They need to figure out what formats they're going to support and start supporting it. And stop fucking around. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. LG, I'm talking to you. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, news? Want to finally talk about the news? Sure. <laughs> so a game that uh, was actually originally shown off in, in uh, 2013. Uh, a game called Rime, R-I-M-E, from Tequila Works. Uh, was was announced as a PS4 exclusive back then, and then it quickly dis- disappeared. Nobody was hearing about it. Uh, and then a few months ago, it came out that Tequila Works was actually pulling the project away from Sony, because this is a game that Sony was kind of curating with them. They were helping them on production. Uh, they pulled away from Sony to become more independent for the development. And today, they confirmed that the game is also coming out on Xbox One and PC and Nintendo Switch. Uh, a new trailer was released, only on IGM, bro. And uh, the other cool thing, though, is that they finally have kind of given a, a window for when it's going to be released. Uh, and they're saying May of 2017, it's finally going to come out. But this game kind of blew a lot of people away when they showed it because it, it was very reminiscent of uh, like a Shadow of the Colossus type game. And it looks, looks good. looks really good still. But a lot of questions still. But there you go. I mean, we've had people for months saying, where's Rhyme? Where's Rhyme? Where's Rhyme? Where is this game? And now we know. All right. Yeah. Uh, So for PlayStation Plus, January 2017. Yeah. We have one of the greatest PR marketing scams ever going on here on our site it's the best okay okay well done Chaz. okay so uh first off for the playstation 4 day of the tentacle remastered best game ever awesome yeah uh and also this war of mine the little ones yeah okay so you know those movie reviews where it says uh awesome In quotes. And from (laughs) New York Times. And then if you go read the New York Times article, it says it's really not that awesome. Yeah, I saw this one. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) Keith's quote is, when I first heard about this war of mine, the little ones, I was enraptured. (laughs) Yeah, go read his review and see what the rest of that is. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, it's weird because I played this game at the last PAX I went to. And I could not get into it at all. And I, I was like, well, you know, it's early. Maybe it's just it's just rough. Yeah. And then the full game came out and he reviewed it. And I'm like, oh, guess I was right. It looks beautiful, though. It's a great looking game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, now, I can find a silver lining. Quick pause in the middle of this. Uh, because I gave Mason the Lego Star Wars uh, thing on his iPad. Oh, okay. Daddy, yes. How do you break this open? How do you break that open? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Wait. That only Touch can. and hold a nearby glowing object to use the force. So there you go. You have to hold it. 
Okay. So now he's learning how to play Lego Star Wars on the iPad. Ah, interesting. Because all the games he had were too easy for him, he said. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is what he said. They were all too easy. They were a lot of kiddie games, you know, a lot of... Fine, put them in front of the witness and let him play that. Yeah. Well, there were a lot of basic learning games. So, And I had... Uh, Lego Star Wars, it was free at some point or something. I don't yeah. know how I got it. Um, but I had it, and I I hadn't really played it all that much. And I was like, oh, wait, I can put this on your iPad. Why don't you try this? Yeah. Um, and he's doing pretty well. He's got Qui-Gon. He's got Obi-Wan cruising, taking, cool. down, taking down droids. You're doing well. Cool. All right, go back up. <laughs> Enjoy it. You're welcome. Um, there was also some Lego City 2. My City 2. Um, and I looked at it and I was like, well, wait a second. It's from Lego. Uh-huh. It, it said free. And I'm like, yeah, free. And, yeah, I, right. and I look and it says, it says completely free. No in-app purchases, no ads or anything. I was like, what? Whoa. Uh-huh. So I downloaded it and he's... This was just tonight. Um, And he started messing with it before dinner. Uh, You cruise around the city doing missions. Okay. In your vehicle. And you can switch to different missions, you know, out on the volcano, out in the water, by the airport with planes and stuff. and, Mm. um, And you basically gain lego studs and you can use them to get new parts and you build new vehicles and just play basically i was like fuck this is what i would have killed for this when i was a kid <laughs> <laughs> well but instead what it does is then the kids want real legos and then they, you go spend more money on legos well, they're geniuses yeah. yeah but it was funny because he, he he's like daddy you are you getting this game for me i said yeah that doesn't mean I'm not going to play it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I just kind of, you know, did the eyebrow thing. And he's like, <laughs> he's just <started> laughing. <laughs> he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, there's, there's actually a ton of Lego games on the app store. Nice. And some are paid, some are free, but I'm looking at those now. Yeah. Because he just built the Lego fire truck that he got for Christmas and finished off the New York city skyline and, um, <laughs> to get him his father. own house soon to keep all these Legos. Well, and that's the thing. Lou's father was like, so impressed with this. She's like, he's like, here, here's money. Buy him more of the Lego architecture stuff, whatever, wow. whichever one he wants. <laughs> nice. So he wanted, um, Oh, what two are coming. He wanted the, uh, the Burge, whatever the the one in Dubai, the tallest building in the oh, world. Oh yeah, yeah. You wanted that. I mean the one, one that the one that uh, Vin Diesel drove a car out of. Of course. Yeah. Into no, another think, building. I think it was. Fr- I don't think it was from that one. I think it was from just two other buildings that were side oh, by side. Okay. Um, which was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Said nobody. <laughs> um, and the Eiffel Tower. Ah, so those are coming tomorrow. So I know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> the thing that the French hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, you mean everything? Yeah. Well, no, because it was only supposed to be up for the World Fair, and then they yeah. locked it up, and the French yeah. all hated it. Well, not anymore. 
they love it now. Well, now it's a tourist attraction. Yeah. It brings all the all the filthy Americans and all the filthy tourists there to spend all their yeah. filthy money. But that's the, the I I gotta you know you go to the you go to the Eiffel Tower. You gotta take off your hat, tip your hat to that poor dog that jumped off in <laughs> European vacation, and you know pour out a forty for uh, the nuclear bomb that. Uh, or not the nuclear, just the bomb that uh, Superman pushed up out of there and into space and right. broke the Phantom Zone and released uh, General Zod and Nan and and, and Sarah Douglas. Yeah, Sarah Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's GI Joe reason. couldn't even uh, save it. The nanobites, uh, <laughs> nanomites ate it all up, made it fall over. Uh, but, but, oh, no, what movie was it? Oh, um, uh, the Tomorrowland. I've never seen that movie. Oh, it has a big part in Tomorrowland, which is pretty freaking awesome, actually. Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. Um, I heard nothing yeah. but bad about that movie. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was good. I know. It, like I said, it gets a little heavy handed with the, with the message in the middle of it. I'm like, okay, I get it. Stop. <laughs> Just you're beat, you're literally beating us over the head with it at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, but if you just ignore that, uh, I like the story. I love. See, I love the idea of that place, that sure. futuristic, crazy world, and everything. Sure. And and how she passes from one to the other is freaking cool, and everything that happens with it, and when they're chasing after her and George Clooney at the, in the beginning and ever, I love all the visuals and every, all that stuff. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah. But, no, that, that stuff looked good in the trailer even, but yeah, yeah it just, I want to see it eventually. I just, but, but then I started hearing all the, uh, the reviews. I was like, eh, maybe I won't yeah. see Tomorrowland. Yeah. Okay. Now PlayStation three. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation plus we have blaze rush. Never heard of it. It is a dynamic arcade racing survival game with no health, no leveling, mm. and no breaks. <laughs> no breaks? Yeah. Um, it's got pretty nice looking visuals. They got two um, stops, then no breaks. But it doesn't look like <laughs> they're moving all that fast Yeah, from the trailer. I don't yeah. know. Hard to tell. And then the Swindle... Which is also a cross-buy game with the PS4 and the Vita. Oh, wait a second. I have Blaze Rush. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. <clears throat> All right. Um, so with Swindle, you get a three-for-one there. It is a steampunk cybercrime caper mm-hmm. about breaking into buildings, hacking their systems, oh, and stealing yeah. all their cash. Essentially, the poor man's uh, watchdogs. I think this is actually supposed to be pretty good. It's what I've heard. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It's free, so there you everybody go. can play it now. Uh, and then for the Vita, we have Azkend Two. Hmm. Now this this I, I take issue with this <laughs> <laughs> because according to their site, it's the Jules Verne-esque story of your journey will be told with gorgeous animated full cuts, full screen <laughs> cutscenes, and professional voiceovers. It's a Bejeweled game. It is. <laughs> Fuckers. Because I saw that, I was like, ooh, that sounds really cool. And I watched the trailer, I'm like, uh, it's Bejeweled? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. <laughs> and Titan Souls, which is mm. crossed by with the PS4. Which I liked what I played, but I didn't get very far into it because it's kind of tough. Yeah. So yeah. actually, I was always kind of interested in this war of mine, but yeah. it was like 20 or 30 bucks yeah. on the PSN, so I was never going to buy it. And then I edited Keith's review, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I will probably never buy this, yeah. but it's free, so eh, I'll get it. I might check it out. Yeah, it's, it's visually very cool how they did it, mm-hmm. but the game mechanics and everything else, because it's kind of a survival game. You know, like a don't starve, whatnot, but there's a a war going on and uh, you kind of, you're in like a a war-torn country. Well, but like the idea with, the idea behind it was that you're, the story is being told from the civilians that are caught in the crossfire, essentially. And they all get, you have to deal with sickness and hunger. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I, when I read that whole description of, I was like, oh my gosh, this could be amazing. Yeah. Not really. But yeah, it's from what Keith was writing. They try too hard to manipulate your emotions and they do it in a heavy handed way. And it's, it just feels disgusting. It feels gross is the way, kind of the way he put it is that just the way they're, they're forcing it on you and the way they're, Instead of just making the game and you know letting you find your way, it feels like they're they're being very forceful and heavy handed in the way they do oh, things. Oh yeah, and and you know there's there's all that resource management stuff like you, like I said with with Don't Starve or whatnot. Uh, there's very little resources and and you have to do thing. There's like like a crafting system and uh, like you have to bolt up doors and that sort of thing and. Uh, you'll find food, but it'll be rotten and, you know, that whole thing. And yeah, it just – and the funny thing is, you know, again, you know, we talk about when we see something in an event like a, at a PAX or an E3, you only get like a half an hour with the game at the most. And th- this is one of those that they literally just plot me in front of it. And they're like, just figure it out. I'm like, Ugh, all right. And I played it and I, I just had no ambition to keep playing it. I was looking around like, can I get out of here? Can I get out of here? All right, I'm out. <laughs> You know, I, I just, it it just did nothing for me the way that they showed it to me. So yeah, yeah well, yeah. I well, it's, it's free. I mean, I'll download it all. I'm sure I'll put it in my point, library. But yeah. yeah, maybe we'll have somebody like pay two hundred dollars for us to play it during Extra Life or something. <laughs> oh God, that would be brutal. I don't. I don't even think it'd be worth two hundred bucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have to go a, a cool thousand on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, folks. If you want me to play that game for two hours, you have to pay a thousand bucks. Just saying, I'm a, I'm a shameless whore. I'll do it. Well, I won't be happy about it, but I'll do it for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Is that all of them? Oh no, you didn't finish them yet. Uh, yeah, that was. Oh, it. did you? Okay. Oh yeah, Titan yeah. Souls. All right. Uh, well, played and watched. You want to start? Uh, sure. Uh, we did Lego Dimensions, um, right. and with Sonic. Ah, oh. oh my gosh, it's magical! Really, it's freaking magical. It is. It's Green Hill Zone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That's where it starts off, and and it's a side-scrolling view. Really, but you can turn the camera just slightly, just a little. But yeah, it's a side-scrolling view. There's hidden stuff. It's it's freaking Sonic. It's so much 
fun. Huh. It's absurd. So do you, do you run really fast for about 10 seconds and then have something obstruct you so that you stop right away? It's Lego Dimensions. You do whatever you want. Yeah, well. And the cool thing is, like, I saw, like, hidden stuff up above. And I'm yeah. like, fuck this. I'm getting Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> Which, now here's how I got Supergirl. I, uh, because, you know, it's exclusive in, right. in the starter pack. Right. Well, over Christmas, like right around Christmas, when the starter packs had dropped to like 35, 40 bucks. Sure. I bought one. Okay. And <laughs> I shouldn't be revealing this. Uh, I bought one. <laughs> Oh, no. I took Supergirl out. I took the sticker off, sealed it back up, and I sold it on eBay for the full price, for the 40 bucks. (laughs) Basically, I paid for shipping, so I got Supergirl for like four bucks. Wow. (laughs) It was awesome. But I I sold it as just the the PS4 Lego Dimension starter pack without Supergirl. That one is still for sale out there. And it's forty bucks, so Jeez. that's how you do it, kids. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, so I took Supergirl and flew her up to <laughs> the hard to read stuff. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but they have so many little nods to the game and and the hidden stuff in the game and the way the game plays and the way the levels are made and you know you get to the end and then all of a sudden I'm running down the running down the half pipe grabbing lego studs instead of you know the rings and right. everything I'm like this is awesome <laughs> it was so cool and I'm sure it has it the just, ring sound oh uh, yeah it's yeah. it's Freaking fantastic. It, nice. it really is brilliant. Um, so that's, we only played it through to that part. We, you know, we didn't get to the part because as part of it, you build uh, the car from Sonic All-Stars Racing and the plane, the red uh, plane that Tails uses. Sure. Um, but we didn't get to build those yet. So they're sitting in, the pieces are all sitting in a bowl waiting for us to get to that part oh, so we can pull them all out and build them. Um, but I am so impressed with that. Nice. It's amazing. Um, and I played a little bit more of how we soar. Okay. Um, got a little sick. Oh, really? Just a little nauseous. It didn't stop me from playing. Like I kept playing, but yeah. I was like, Ugh, I shouldn't have done that. I feel a little crazy. <laughs> um, because, you're flying around the whole time. Well, I'm, I got to this level. I think it was the fourth or fifth level, wherever it is, or sixth. I don't know. Um, there's this thing that's moving around in a circle and it looks like it's a water wheel, but it isn't complete yet because I haven't, you know, I didn't find all the pieces to, as you, go through the hoops and you find these orbs and you unlock the orbs and then all these pieces start to fold together, paper craft fold together and become a house and become a bike and become this and that. Yeah. And this water wheel thing is there. And when you fly past them, you know, it, it colors them in and brings them to life kind of. So I was flying right up next to it and I hovered there next to it and it's like right in my face spinning. Yeah. And it was all like 
it wasn't a complete water wheel. It was kind of warped and not complete and finished. And it was moving in a way. And the angle I was at, I was like, Oh, Oh boy. (laughs) It just, (laughs) it started to get me. And I went, Oh, and I turned and I flew away and I was like, I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Nice. And yeah, that's the only thing in the game. Otherwise everything about the game has been totally fine. So cool. Oh, I shouldn't have gotten in close to that water wheel and done that because it really was not good. Um, <laughs> and um, we were watching all three, like the original Muppet movie and and the Muppets Most Wanted again. The, sure. The the new Muppets and the Muppets Muppets Most Wanted are so perfect. I. Just for a fan of the Muppets. Sure. I love what they did, and I love the music, and I love just everything about them. They're they're so good. I, just, I still need to see Most Wanted. Oh, my gosh. I could just watch them on a loop. Nice. I, I absolutely could. They're so good. Uh, <clears throat> and we watched the crap out of Troll Hunters. Over the oh the new days. Guillermo Guillermo del Toro animated yes. show right yeah it's amazing I've been hearing very very good things <sighs> yes we're down to three episodes which we're gonna watch tomorrow night the last three episodes what is that and is that on Netflix yeah okay it's awesome yeah I've been hearing very good things oh my gosh and it's funny we were all watching it and when the beginning comes on. The very beginning of it, you know, they just show a flash of all these guys running and the Troll Hunters logo comes up and it's this big fanfare. And I'm like, ah, and Zoe is like, ah, <laughs> the two of us are yelling. Oh, <laughs> and my wife had gone away for a little bit and, you know, we're watching through episodes and episodes and we're just going back to back to back to back. She comes and she sits down and one of the episodes ends and that one comes on and Zoe and I both start doing it. She looks at her. She's like, what is going on in here? And the two of us are, ah! (laughs) (laughs) It's so much fun. But that, it's everything about that show. The the cast, which it kills me because um, Anton Yelchin is the main character. Um, And, yeah. So... (laughs) He's going to have to recast and find somebody that sounds similar. Yeah. Um, but the entire voice cast is amazing. Perfect. The, nice. the characters, it's a very imaginative, original story. Um, the The drama, like to the point where one of the episodes last night, it got real heavy and Mason was starting to tear up. Oh, and geez. I could see that, and I was hugging him. I'm like, it's okay. Um, but there's heavy drama. There's uh, ridiculous comedy where we were just rolling around laughing, and we had to pause it and stop it, and he had to run up and, and tell Lou. He's like, hey, Mommy. <laughs> he's like, Mommy, <laughs> Mommy, you have to hear this. Mommy. Uh, and then he comes running back down. He's like, what was it again, Daddy? No, jeez. <laughs> So I had to tell him and he had to run back up and tell her. <laughs> nice. But um, 
the comedy, the the drama, the the storylines are. I mean, they keep you guessing a lot. You're like, okay, I see where this is going. Oh wait, no, that's not at all where it's going. Yeah. Um, it's really really impressive, and it feels like such a rich, fully developed world. Right. Right out of the gate, you know, first season of shows is usually shaky where where they're still trying trying to feel it out and yeah Yeah, they're still trying to find their voice they're still trying to get a handle on how things are and i mean this looks like it's been baking for a long time and they really refined it right to a just right to the edge it's just beautiful all around nice animation everything i cannot gush enough about this thing i love it and i'm gonna be so bummed when we get to the end of it because all I've seen on Twitter is, oh, there's such a cliffhanger. And I'm like, fuckers. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get to the end of this and there's going to be a huge cliffhanger. Yep. We're going to be pulling our hair out because yep. it's so good. And it's only been out for like a week. It's not like another season is coming anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, that's the one thing I hate about when you binge something, all of a sudden, oh, shit, how yeah. long do I have to wait? Like all the Marvel shows on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. So, but it's so good. So good. Nice. You, you have to watch it. Anybody out there who, who hasn't seen it, it's great to watch. Like, I I would love it on my own, but it's even more great with kids. Um, I, uh, I have it on my watch list. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. I mean, it's aimed more at a, like, 8 to eight to 12-year-old or, or older, but, uh, I mean, Mason's watching it. He's enjoying it. So Cool. He doesn't fully understand everything. He'll turn to me. He was like, why did that happen? Like, well, because this and the, why is that guy so bad? Cause he's a bad guy. <laughs> What's a Nubian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there was, Oh my gosh, there was a joke in there that I, I, I almost fell off the seat laughing and I was the only one laughing Yeah, because nobody got it, but me. And it just, it, it was, it's a Noam Chomsky joke. Okay. <laughs> so Noam Chomsky. Uh, it, when you say it, holy shit! It just came out of left field, and okay. it was, it was perfect, and I just could not stop laughing for like five minutes. I was laughing. Nice. I had to walk out of the room. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. That was so Jeez. funny. It was just so, just so random and so perfectly placed and timed holy shit (laughs) nice such a great show (laughs) such a great show (laughs) oh yeah but yeah that's that's pretty much all we did it was a lot of uh lego building and thomas track building and stuff like that sure so all right uh well i'll be reviewing it later uh but i'd picked up uh titanfall Two and Battlefield One, like right around Black Friday time, Walmart had them both for like thirty five bucks. So I bought them both, and uh, I just decided because I kept I, there's this NeoGaf thread about how great the the campaign is in Titanfall Two. Uh, so I played all the way through the campaign, and then I actually streamed. I streamed a bunch of it, and then I streamed about three hours of the multiplayer with uh, Stoffinator on Saturday morning. Uh, and then in the afternoon, we played a ton of Battlefield 1 online. Uh, and quite frankly, I'm actually having more fun with Titanfall 2 online than I am BF1 right now. Uh, BF1, it's just really... It's tough to get 
psyched about the inaccurate weapons and you know you're World War One. So it's not like you have these these you know crazy balanced weapons, you know, that sort of thing. And and it just it's it's tough to get into that mindset, especially after you've been playing with mechs and that sort you know, that stuff. But um had a good time with them though and, and, and we had a great time online. Uh also played some Star Wars Battlefront online again, uh, trying to get back into that, but man, it still completely sucks trying to get into a game with your friends. You essentially have to start your own game uh, with all your friends and then hope that people join you. Hmm. It's so freaking stupid. <clears throat> but uh had a great time with it. We we were lucky enough that people joined our game pretty quickly and, and had a really good time with it. Uh, and then uh, part of these crazy sales that we've had the last couple of weeks uh, for Christmas... Uh, they had the Atari Flashback collections, both of them, for 10 bucks each. Nice. So I picked those up, and I was going through them. Rock and I were going to go to breakfast, I think, like, Saturday or something like that. Saturday or Sunday, we were going to go to breakfast. And I was screwing around playing them, and, and I ended up pulling up uh, this baseball game, one of the Atari baseball games. <laughs> Which, Which one? <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. So <laughs> in Flashbacks Volume 1... It's one baseball game that uh, I can't remember the name of it right offhand, but I was playing it for a while. While I had to go back to the manual like five times to figure out even how to control the freaking thing, uh, yeah. because I kept throwing intentional balls. I'm like, what is going on? And then I had to figure that out. But then I go to Flashback Volume Two. I'm like, hey, real sports baseball. Yeah, yep. same game, same exact game, except for the characters a little bit different. Same. So hang on, let me. I'm pulling up the my reviews because i have all the games listed there yeah yeah um same controls same oh and also in real sports the players don't run all the way from the edge of the screen out to the field every every half inning whereas the first one they ran all the way out and it took forever for them to to get on the field uh and the batter kind of shows up instead of just running all the way from the edge of the screen that's the only difference see i think they had (laughs) okay so they have home run um, uh, was it home run baseball? I don't remember. Home run is on, on number one. Let me see if there's a note. Cause I thought there were like three or four base super baseball. That's the one you were That's playing. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Super baseball and, and, uh, 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 real sports baseball, essentially the same game. Yeah. I think they were probably a year apart. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and obviously not the greatest um, games in the world to begin with. No, but. no. Um. Yeah. Uh, it it just blew me away, and then I. The, it's I actually funny took, because. Well, go ahead. I was gonna say the the baseball on the fifty two hundred. I used to play the hell out of that with one of my oh, friends. Used to play the hell out of these games back then. I mean, it, and that one had the voice chip in it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd do ball strike. Yeah. Home run. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in all eight. Bit. Home run. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like two bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I was messing around with some other stuff, uh, but we found that one game, it was like Captain Quasar or something like that. Uh, was Major called? Havoc? Major, holy shit, game? that game is cool. Isn't it? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was an arcade game. We had was... never, both of us were like, I've never seen that game before, ever. Yeah, and that's what I said to Mason when I was playing it. I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, it's all vector graphics and everything, but... Yep. Uh, wow, like insanely clean, really big everything, and then it went from kind of being a vertical shmup kind of thing 
to, or more like Galaga, I guess, because it's a static screen, to a side scroller. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Isn't that nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was playing around with those, and and I was showing Rock Red Bearings. He'd never seen it before, which that's one of my all time favorite arcade games ever. Uh, and then we were just looking at some of the arcade stuff compared to the 2600 stuff and crystal castles. <laughs> we did bring up crystal castles cause I used to own that on 2600 and I used to have a trackball for it on the 2600. I still have the trackball actually. And I was trying so to play bad. it and it was so effing tough to control. Yep. And then he's like, well, put the arcade one on. And it was so fast because it was yeah. made for a trackball. I, I could barely play it with a controller. Uh, yeah, yeah it was not easy. <laughs> no. Uh, so I, in my opinion, they probably shouldn't have even included those in this pack since those games are made for trackball. But Yeah, but they always do. I know. I mean, Missile Command is the same way. Missile Command was a trackball game. They almost should have like added support for the touchpad there. or something. Mm, actually, like, yeah. Perfect. That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Uh, but uh, 10 bucks a pop, you know, it's, it's they're nice little collections. So... Uh, Although I wish that they had, and I think we probably brought this up when you reviewed them, but I wish they had some blurbs like yeah. about the history of the game or whatever, because that Captain Quasar, like, holy crap, or whatever yeah. it's called. Uh, I, I, Major Havoc. Or Major, Major Havoc. I don't know why I keep calling it <laughs> Captain Quasar, but I think that's just a better game, a better name for the game. So there you go. Uh, I, I knew nothing about that game, so I still have to look that up. I forgot. Well, and, you know, when I was digging into this stuff and I was trying to figure out why these games. Yeah. Um, one of the things I came across is these two collections were already released, I think, for PC or something. They were. Because remember Steam. I told you I played them at uh, E3. They were at yeah. Alienware's booth. Yeah, they were on Steam and everybody <laughs> Which- was complaining about that that they yeah. were like well this is they just repackage them put them on here and just send it out again sure. same thing which you know if you don't have steam or a pc or you don't want to bother with that then this is the best way to get them but, sure i just yeah, laughed that they it. had it at the alienware booth like what, what better way to show off this super mega gaming rig for four <laughs> grand than atari 2600 games yeah what the fuck yeah well I guess you didn't come across any of the ones that use the Atari keypad, did you? No, we didn't play too many of them. I, I, mm. Like I said, we were kind of getting ready to go to breakfast that morning, and I was screwing around with it, and, and you know, I was like, hey, oh, we can play Math Blaster or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah this the, that's where things get weird. Yeah, like, bet. Math Blaster's not bad, because Math Blaster was, or Basic Math. Basic Math, um, yeah. Was, you're just using the controller to go up and down with the numbers and select the number. But there, there are other games like constant. Is it con- not, not concentration? Uh, Code Breaker and, oh, okay. and games like this, where it uses the Atari keypad, and <laughs> it ha- which was the thing that you get with basic programming. Yeah, that cartridge. I mean, that's the one we had it with. Um, Again, it just it it seems like. I mean, there's some really neat stuff. The fact that you can play online, which I haven't tried, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. you can play some of the two player games online and. Uh, some of the other things they did, but their game choices it doesn't it doesn't seem like they put a lot of thought into that at, at times. Yeah, it's weird. It's it seems random. It's it's very strange. Um, which I'm hoping I'm really hoping these sell well enough that they'll do more. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be um, cool. 
Or even do like yeah. a 5200 or 7800 collection oh, if they could. Gosh. A 5200 collection would just be oh. amazing. But well, I don't... they could do the entire 7800 library was like 38 games. Yeah. But I, I think they'd run into the same problem with that that they would with the 5200. And that's that there are so many licensed games. Because the 5200 right. was an arcade machine, basically. Right, right. It, it, three quarters of the games on that thing are arcade games. Right. With Moon Patrol, and and <sighs> that's the first thing that's coming to my head. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, there's Donkey Kong, and there's all these Nintendo games that uh, Donkey Kong, Donkey on, Kong Junior, I think. On the fifty two hundred, no. Yeah, Kangaroo, which that was an arcade Kangaroo Atari game. Was. There's that was no an Atari Donkey game. Kong. Yeah, there's no Donkey Kong on. The, I thought there, there was, was a the, Donkey Kong. No, twenty six hundred did it. Well, there was Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Junior on twenty six hundred. I thought there was one for yeah. fifty two hundred though. Nope. No hmm. Nintendo games on the 5200. Oh, all right. Popeye um, wasn't? Popeye was. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Popeye was. But that was yeah. an arcade game. Oh, yeah. Well, duh. So it's it was Nintendo. Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Popeye was. But Popeye was Parker Brothers uh, brought that one out. Oh, but that's right. it was right. Nintendo. Yeah. But Parker Brothers did a handful of games. And it was James Bond 007, which I yeah. love, even yeah. though it's kind of fucked up <laughs> uh popeye and what else did they do they did like uh they did like five well, or six parker games. brothers did star wars and empire strikes back on that's right yeah and they did yeah they did star wars on uh on 5200 yeah I, yeah both uh return return of the jedi death star battle which was kind of shitty yeah and the arcade game which was kind of awesome yes yeah, I, I had that for my twenty six hundred. Or no, I had that for something, and I had it for C sixty four. And actually, on the Commodore sixty four, the Star Wars arcade game was really good. It was on cartridge. Yeah, it was. But oh, see, it was awesome on there. But then you've got like Congo Bongo. Yeah, they would never Which get was the Sega. rights to that. Yeah, Sega no. did that one. Um, they've got the CBS ones, which were like Gorf and yep. um, uh, what was the other one? They did the mouse. Mappy? No. Uh, mouse. Um, hang on. No, it wasn't mouse. It's uh, shit. I'm scrolling down the list. Um, where should I, well, they did. Did CBS? No, CBS did not do Quest for Quintanaro. Um, <laughs> CBS did. Shit. What was it? Oh, I don't know. Parker Brothers did Mr. Dew's Castle. That's right. Uh, where God, is that game? The amount of time and money I spent on Mr. Do in the arcade. <laughs> they had that down at Charlie's Tap. Oh my gosh, I can't find. I and it's a game. Oh, it's 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 a uh, shit. I I can I can almost see the title in my head. It's and I played I played the hell out of the game. The only mouse um, game I can think of is Mappy. Uh, no, it's not Mappy. Um, it's the one where you're... Tr- Blueprint. Blueprint. Is that Blueprint? Oh. That's the name of it. Yes. Your girlfriend Daisy is in trouble. Ollie Org is chasing her across the top of the screen, and you need to come to the rescue. Yeah. Need to construct the machine. But while you're in there trying to construct the machine, there's a mouse that's coming out and grabbing shit. Right. That's where I I'm getting the mouse I kind of remember that one. Oh, I loved that game. <laughs> I I played the hell out of that on the fifty two hundred. Yeah, that was a CBS game. CBS nice. did like four or five games at the most. 
Nice. Uh, Sega did four or five games, and Parker Brothers God. did a couple, and then there were a couple of one-offs from weird people. All those games I Activision. had on the 2600. I remember playing Congo Bongo like it was going out of style. Jungle <laughs> King. Yeah. Jungle King. On the t- I mean, all those games we thought were Jungle so Hunt. great back then. Or Jungle Hunt, yeah. Well, there was Jungle, Jungle Hunt and Jungle King. Jungle Hunt is amazing on the fifty. It was just a, it was the same game, different character. Um, mm. yeah. I mean, I had all those on the twenty six hundred. I thought they were so great, and then you go back and look at them now, and you're like, oh, yeah, that was terrible. The fifty two hundred ones. A lot of the fifty two hundred ones still hold up. Actually, I wasn't rich enough to have a fifty two hundred like some kids. Rich enough. Yeah, I bought it with my own money that I had saved up. Yeah, you know, when you're when you're caddying a bushwood you make some some sweet cash yeah exactly although i guess i can't say anything because i actually did caddy at a country club see <laughs> but i made shit for money <laughs> you were doing it wrong no i did it because i got to play the course uh two days a week that's back when uh, i played golf every day yeah vanguard <laughs> vanguard on the 5200 was also Oh, yeah. One that I just could not put down. And for those of you in, in Kansas City wondering, it was Mission Hills Country Club. Mm. I know somebody would have asked. Damn, there were some good games on there. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't think they could ever do that because there are too many yeah, I uh, know. licensed games. I mean, what we need now just... is an Activision 2600 collection because they literally had some of the best games ever. Although I do like... That uh, volume two has Yars Revenge because, or one of the yeah. one of the volumes does because Yars Revenge probably one of the top five twenty six hundred games ever made. Yeah, volume one has it. Yeah, it's um, just which freaking yeah, awesome. It is. it is amazing. It's a and great game funny, to this day. You were playing that for Extra Life. I remember that. Yeah, but you know what? I found out, and this is the weird thing. I found out with uh, screenshots. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the review. I don't think I did. Um. I took all these screenshots and then I, when I went to put them into the review, I was like, wait, why did I take screenshots on this level? There's like nothing there. So I went back and I played it again and I did some more screenshots and then I put it in. Parts of the screen don't show up in screenshots. Uh, It's probably a flicker thing or a refresh thing. Well, it's for a whole bunch of different games and it's the, like the interference band. Yeah. The radiation band in Yars Revenge does not show up at yeah, all. It's, it's probably because yeah. the refresh that it's, they used. It's so fucked up. There's <laughs> there's a handful of things that don't show up in in the screenshots at all. Well, it doesn't surprise me. Make it look really weird when you try to use those. Well, it's it's the same thing. Like if I stream a Turbo Graphics game, and your ship has like a shield around it, the way that they uh, the way that they had to. Uh, run the run the video on those sprites uh it only appears half of the the scans so it never looks right on a stream or a video that you record with the newer stuff because it only captures like half of it so you have a shield halfway around your ship it's the same concept yeah yeah that's funny though it's messed up but they can't double buffer it or anything for the screenshot that's crazy uh well that's authenticity though yeah. Uh, and then I finally got it working. I played a couple matches of Uncharted 4 multiplayer hey. since I couldn't get it working at Extra Life. And then somebody had to tweet me like, I'm surprised you haven't played this yet. Well, number one, I played the beta, but that hit right around the time that I had all my medical shit happen and I couldn't play it. 
So I was going to try to play it for Extra Life, and then it didn't want to work. It never let me in. So I had to uninstall everything and then reinstall it all, and then finally multiplayer worked the other day. So I played just a couple matches because obviously I want to play that with some friends. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that it works now so I can get some time in it. Uh, and then <clears throat> a game I was supposed to see at PSX, but I couldn't nail a time down because they we had a time scheduled, and then they, they had the chance to... Uh, show it off on the like on the stage or on a stream or something with with PlayStation. Uh, a game called Three on Three Freestyle. Uh, obviously, a, a basketball game, three on three basketball game, uh, free to play. The the beta is out right now, and I didn't play it real long. I only played one game of it because uh, obviously you're like, oh, is this like NBA Street? A little bit, <laughs> not as fast. Uh, kind of more street rules where you know if if you steal the ball away you have to still clear it out at the three-point line uh it's all online though i don't think there's any ai stuff at all in it so uh i played with real people nobody was talking or anything but uh different characters you can try out you know kind of wacky uh stereotypical characters uh to to play with but so i was playing with a dude that had his flat-brimmed baseball cap on sideways uh because he's a bro uh it's interesting i don't know if i I don't really have an opinion about it yet. It looks really good. I, I really like the, the visuals uh, and, and the style that it runs, but I don't really have an uh, opinion on it yet. And then, uh, I don't know why I did this, but because I've got this game on the Xbox One. They sent me a code because they didn't have PS4 codes yet when the game came out. Uh, and then the PS4 store had it for like 7 bucks. I'm like, ah, I'm going to try this again. Uh, it's the, the newer Need for Speed. Uh, from EA with, you know, all the live action cutscenes, and uh, it's, God, it's awful. Hmm. It's just, it's so dumb. Like number one, the, the, the video clips reminds me of when CD-ROM first became a thing and nobody knew what to do with it. Uh, so they would always have like full motion video and all that. So obviously the video looks great, but every stereotype under the sun <laughs> that if you've ever seen a fast and furious movie, you know, all those bases are covered. Uh, it uses the Frostbite engine, though, so the game looks really good. But then you start realizing that no matter what and no matter when you're playing it, it's always nighttime and it's always raining. It's always wet. Hmm. Uh, at a couple points, because I live streamed the, the whole time I played it, at a couple points it looked like the sun was kind of coming up and then all of a sudden it would just disappear. Uh, always nighttime. Uh, one thing that really annoyed me was that, uh, well, number one, it doesn't support, uh, racing wheels at all. Uh, I remember I, I had a conversation with somebody at the developer when the Xbox one version came out. I'm like, is this ever going to support wheels? Nope. We don't have any plans to support a wheel. I'm like, but it's a racing game. Didn't make any sense. It still doesn't support racing wheels as far as I can tell. Uh, and the control is really odd. Like all of a sudden my car would just kind of get this superhuman grip out of nowhere at, at just a certain point in the turn. Um, but what really annoyed me was the fact that, you know, it's got a career mode built in and it really feels like to me to make the campaign seem like it takes longer. Every time you get a new objective, a new place to go do a race, it's quite frankly all the way across the map every time. So they're making you drive like 10 minutes to get to an event every time. 
and it got really annoying. Uh, they kind of do some of the Burnout Paradise stuff, obviously not as fast or anything, but uh, where they have a lot of secrets to find, uh, car parts to find in the back of pickup trucks, uh, certain points where you can get a picture taken, and it's like a vista, they call it, I think. Um, you know, a lot of hidden stuff to find, but I was so in- uninterested that I just kind of stopped. Uh, the soundtrack itself, generic kind of house music, rave music, whatever. Uh, obviously I had it playing for a little while, so YouTube decided to mute, uh, the, the, the live stream replay. So I don't even know if I want to f- dispute that claim. I really don't care. <laughs> um, it's, it, 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 it's very disappointing though, because that engine looks fantastic. Like the game looks great. Um, but everything else about it is so mediocre and so not fun. And it, it, Yeah. Like, I was playing it, and I said, who let this happen? <laughs> like, who, who looked at this and said, man, that is a great idea. I cannot wait to release this. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, you know, they're trying to reboot the series. I get it, but I'm not really sure if this was the right way to do it. And I'm sure that the mediocre sales back my claims up. But, uh, yeah. And the funny thing is, then, they released that movie with Jesse Pinkman, Right around the same time, but the game has nothing to do with it, even though they're both called simply Need for Speed. <laughs> so I'm sure people weren't confused at all. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, seven bucks well spent, Glenn. <laughs> and then... <laughs> eh. Uh, the thing is, I had a lot of audio problems with it on Xbox One. Uh, it was it, it was like it, it, it was only wanted to work in Dolby Digital, and I was trying to use headphones on my controller so I wouldn't get audio unless I had it plugged in via optical. It was really odd. Now, obviously, this is around the, the time that the systems kind of were still in their infancy, and, you know, it was probably like a, just a few months after the systems came out, but I was having a ton of problems, so I just kind of stopped playing it. And, eh, I don't know why. That was an impulse. Uh, but then I watched a bunch of stuff, so watched... Uh, Winter Soldier, and I watched Civil War. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, man, I forgot how much was in Civil War. Like, uh, just all the other stuff, you know, all the good Spider-Man stuff, which still, I'm still excited for that movie. Saw the trailer a couple yeah. times recently, and I'm not a Spider-Man fan, but man, it looks like it's going to be really good. Um, and then I went and saw, with the Sengers and with uh, Nine Volt and uh, Nico, I went and saw Rogue One again. Saw it in 2D this time. Uh, still enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, such a fantastic movie. Uh, and then, like I said, I watched the entire first season of that, that show, Baskets, with uh, Zach Galifianakis. It's another one of those comedies that, you know, it's produced by Louis C.K., so it's kind of like Louis, where it's subtle humor for the most part. I mean, there were some good laughs every now and then, but uh, kind of subtle humor, very dialogue-driven, very kind of trying to make you feel uncomfortable every now and then. Uh, some good characters. Uh, but Louis Anderson plays his mother. Louis Anderson steals the show. Steals it. He is so good in it. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if I really recommend it for a lot of people, but... Uh, there's, there's some good stuff. I mean, it's worth watching once, although the season ends really oddly. Uh, but one of the ones I'm very excited for, uh, Preacher, I, I actually had bought the Blu-rays and I was watching them last week. Uh, I got about halfway through, so I, f- I finished it up last night. Uh, so this is a 10 episode show on AMC. 
Oh, and remember I said that I had a problem with the digital episodes because they gave me a code to get the entire show digitally? Uh, it's the Voodoo client is weird. So initially, it would even show up under my TV shows. Then I went to the Sony site where I had to redeem everything, pulled up my account on there, and I got it to work, and I could watch an episode on the Sony site. Then when I went back to Voodoo, it would show up in my my TV shows, but it would say that I didn't own it, that I had to buy it again. I'm like, what? What? Well, then I went to the Voodoo client on the PS4, and off to the right was an episode list, and then I could watch them off there. I'm like, holy shit, I can finally watch them digitally. Uh, so I finished it last night. Number one, I never knew anything about this character before I watched the show. Uh, I've been told numerous times and it was said even before the season started that it's kind of a prequel to the books. So everything in this is not from the books. It's just the characters introducing the characters, that sort of thing. Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Jackie Earl Haley is in it as kind of the, uh, kind of the bastard of the town and all that. He's fucking awesome. He's so good. Um, but really fun characters, really quirky, very well done. But at the same time, throughout the, the, the season, you're, there's a ton of questions. You're just like, what the hell's going on here? What What's going on? Like, they'll flash to this other thing. It seems to make no sense at all. It seems to have no tie-in with the main storyline. The last two episodes ties so much together. And especially the 10th episode was so epic. There's, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's, there's a part in it that remember the reaction that you and I had during red state when we thought it was going to happen. Uh, when we thought that the rapture was going to happen in red state, that same kind, now I'm not saying that's what happens here, but that same feeling, they invoke that same feeling in this show in the 10th episode. And I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Uh, loved it. Loved it. Loved how they ended the season. Uh, they tied a lot of stuff together. It wasn't a ton of cliffhangers, but it totally sets it up for the next season, which they've already said is coming. Um, yeah, I am. I'm hooked. I'm totally hooked on the show. It's fantastic. So, and of course I got some PSM messages like you need to read the books. And I said, okay, find me some time to do it. But seriously, if you have a chance, watch Preacher. It's it's really good. You just have to have some patience. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I. Yeah. It was. It was great. I actually stayed up late last night finishing it off. So. I forgot. Um, we also played uh, Lego City Undercover on the Wii U. Now that ah. that's finally three years later, come four years later, mm. coming to the PS4. I was going to say, did that, <clears throat> it still doesn't come out to the PS4? I thought it did. No, no. Oh, okay. Nintendo bought that one, basically. Right. And we thought it was never coming to any other platform. And I was always, I, I loved, it's probably the best Lego game ever made. I, I don't agree, but okay. I, I think it is because it's Grand Theft Auto in Legos, essentially. It, and it's really funny. Yeah. I I played it. I own it. Yeah. Um but it's from a Lego perspective, from a Lego game perspective. It's sure. really fantastic. And I was always kind of bummed out that, you know, more people didn't get to play it because it was on the Wii U and 
only eight million people <laughs> own a Wii U. I thought you were going to say eight. Um, <laughs> and out of those eight million, uh, not even half of them bought that game. Yeah. Not even maybe a third of them. I, I don't know how well that sold, but I know it did not sell more than like two or three million at the most. Yeah. Um, there's no way it sold that much. Uh, so it's cool that it's coming to the PS4. Yeah. Um, but since we had built the fire truck and everything and we were doing all this Lego city stuff, I was like, Hey, we have a Lego city game that we can play. So, you know, I start the game up and I get in the cop car and I'm like, Oh, there's a fire truck. Let's follow him back to the firehouse. Wait, he's going in a circle. He was just going around the block and Mm -hmm. going around the block. So I said, wait, what if I go this way and try to cut him off? Hey, he went the other way. (laughs) (laughs) So we followed the fire truck for a little while and then just wandered off into our own thing. But it's, it was a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm excited that it's coming to the PS4 interested to see what, how they're going to change some of the stuff. Yeah. Because obviously you don't have a tablet anymore. Yeah. And it's, there's a lot of stuff that's really, and beyond just the, yeah, there's a map there, but it's not just the map. There's, there's stuff that comes up on that, on the game pad that you can't do on a PS4. So, right. I wonder if they're going to upgrade the graphics at all. uh, They probably use, well, they're going to have to change the game. They're really going to have to rebuild a lot of the game because of all that stuff for the, for the tablet, for the pad. So they'll probably just do it in the newest Lego engine. You right. Know? Right. So it's I'm sure it's gonna look really good. Between that and Lego Worlds. Oof. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Lego Worlds alone is just gonna be insane. It looked pretty crazy. I was I was supposed to see it at uh PSX and then my schedule got all messed up so I never made the appointment, but uh I watched some people play it for a while and it I mean it looks Definitely looks like it's got a, a much. It actually looks pretty different than Minecraft because a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's just Lego Minecraft." Uh, but it looks like it's got a few things going for it that are that's going to set it as, uh, apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. Yep. All right. Well, uh, why don't we take our break? When we come back, we'll talk about what's going on around PS Nation. My review of Titanfall 2, a quick Extra Life update, and holy balls, a shitload of emails. Uh, So we'll, we'll be able to cover some of those. So we'll be right back. Josh has something else he wanted to talk about before we 
move on with the format. Yeah, this showed up today. I forgot about it. Um, so I saw on Science Channel or something like a couple years ago uh, a show called Trek Nation. And I've heard of that. So I recorded it and I did it with the DVD recorder. So I had DVDs of it and I found the DVDs and I was like, I, I had pulled it off and turned it into a Blu-ray and I was like, Oh, I need to like make a cover for it. Okay. So I went searching online for cover art or some kind of something I could use as a picture, you know, to do cover art and everything. And I stumbled across Roddenberry.com. Okay. <laughs> Um, as in Gene Roddenberry. And, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. not Joseph Roddenberry? So they're doing, and it's still on sale right now. It's their after Christmas sale. The Trek Nation special edition DVD double disc set with over five hours of content mm-hmm. is $5. Wow. Yes. <laughs> So if you are a fan of Star Trek, I urge you to go there and buy this immediately. Um, <clears throat> what, what's the show all about? What it is, it was, it was just like a documentary. So okay. the way it starts out, and I'll just read what it says here because this is essentially how the, how the documentary starts out. Uh, Gene Roddenberry created Star Trek. He passed away in 1991. Right. His son, Eugene Rod Roddenberry Jr. Right was only 17 years old, knew nothing about Star Trek. Right. Didn't want to know, didn't care about it, didn't understand it, didn't, you know, it was just lost to him. He then spent the next couple of years going around the country to conventions and everything else and learning about Star Trek from the fans. Oh, okay. And digging into all the old home movies and all this other stuff and all the, his father's, you know, notebooks and, and interviewing JJ Abrams and, uh, Seth, uh, what's his face? Family guy. Seth McFarlane. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, shit. Battlestar Galactica guy. Um, Uh, not Straczynski. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I'm staring I'm staring at his face right now and I can't remember his name. Uh, just, God dang is, it. I can't think of his name either. Yeah. Um but it, basically he interviewed all these people, even George Lucas. He sat okay. down with Lucas. Wow. I mean he talked to everybody about it. And I guess Gene was, Robin, being Gene Roddenberry's kid uh brings you some cred. <laughs> it gets him access, but it's also yeah. he's doing a documentary and yeah, and and that was the whole thing. He would stand there at, at these at these conventions and he'd say, you know, can you explain to me what Star Trek means to you? And they'd do this whole thing and they'd explain it all to him and they're like they're like, And who are you? He's like, Well, I'm my name is Gene Roddenberry. I'm Gene Roddenberry Jr. I'm I'm his son. And they're like, <laughs> Oh <"What?"> my god <laughs> Yeah, they're they're all freaked out. He's like, But but this this was all this was just not something I wanted to do and right. not something I was interested in. He's like, he remembers bits of it from when he was a kid and mom used to go work on the TV show and he didn't, sure. it just was a thing that was there and it was just his life and he didn't understand it when he was a kid. Right. Didn't care about it. But now, you know, once his father died, he, he had started to come back and, and get back into it and dig in 
and it's a really, it's a touching documentary, but it's really interesting to see him learn so much about his father from the legacy he left behind sure. and the fan base that's there. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's, and it's a really good documentary. Nice. But if five bucks, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad I mean, at all. It's, it's, you can't mess with that. So if you're even a passing fan of star Trek, I highly recommend it because even if you're not sure about it, he came in as a skeptic, you know, this was not right. something he was interested in. He, he didn't care. So you're approaching it from that viewpoint and getting that outsider's view of, you know, explain it to me and, and tell me what this means to you. Why is it so important? And sure. And all of this it's, and he digs into a lot of personal stuff, which is pretty fascinating yeah. too. I mean, he, he shows the darker side of right. Gene Roddenberry um, and what it was like to grow up as his kid and, you know, why he kind of drifted and stuff. Oh, okay. So it's really good though. So nice. Uh, shop.roddenberry.com uh, if anybody's interested. And you can see that like when you go there, the first thing that comes up is like after Christmas sale, just click on sale items and there's a ton of stuff there. But under DVDs, that's five bucks. So wow, it's definitely worth it. Cool. All right. Yep. So that's it. Well, now it's your turn to tell us what's going on around PS Nation. Oh, that too. That too. Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Reviews and stuff. Essentially, not well, not even that. Not since last week. There's like nothing because it mm. was like Christmas week. Uh, Side Quest episode eight went up. It did. With the longest title ever in the history of podcasts. Pretty much, yeah. And that's pretty much all that went up because it was the holidays and nobody was around. But as of like yesterday, 20 people said, hey, here's my reviews. Here's these three reviews. Here's these six <laughs> yeah, reviews. Like, here's like this me. review. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so those will be coming soon. And mm-hmm. in about a week, we will have the polls up. For the golden mine carts. Mm-hmm. Stuff has gone out. People are deliberating. They'll be sending them back to me. Some people have already sent their stuff back to me. We're going to go through it all, make sure everything is good, that we didn't miss anything big. <laughs> and then we're going to post it all and get it up there. And it should be roughly next week. Mm. Uh, I hope. But we will see exactly when it goes up. We'll tweet it, obviously, and we'll we'll get the information out there. And then you will have, I don't know what it is, whatever we did last time, whether it's a week, two weeks to vote. And you can vote probably twice a day and that whole thing again. But we'll sure. discuss that next week. And then week. we'll get blamed for clickbaiting and, mm, yeah, of course. you know, to the website that has no ads running on it. Yep. <laughs> Well, it does have some ads, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Minimal. But we make next to nothing on the ads. The money we make is really on the the affiliate links. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about Titanfall 2, then. Yep. So, again, uh, this is a game that I purchased on my own. 
Uh, Walmart had it. Uh, the disc version of this and BF1, both for 35 bucks pops. So I picked them up. <clears throat> uh, I have the original Titanfall on the Xbox One. I had it uh, when I first got my Xbox One. Played it extensively. Now, the first game obviously didn't even have a campaign. It was all multiplayer. Uh, my biggest complaint about the uh, the game back then was it just kind of felt a little thin. It, it got a little thin in terms of content after a while. Um, but my biggest complaint, obviously, was the fact that all of your opponents, because it's only five on five, you have all these other opponents on the on the field of battle that are AI grunts. Um, so they're very easy to kill, but they distract you. And to me, it just seemed like kind of a... They're kind of fooling you a little bit into thinking that there's a lot more chaos going on because you have all these grunts out on the on the battlefield, and um, it just bothered me. So, you know, I, I go into Titanfall two. I've, I've been playing it online quite a bit, and then I finally decided because I kept I, I kept hearing from people, especially on this thread on NeoGaf, that you know the campaign is so great, so great. I'm like, okay, let's let's try it out. So, uh, play the campaign. Number one, the campaign is very, very good. It, it is really fantastic. Uh, and it shows off some insane level design and just how great the visuals are. And I mean, it's, it's not even just a slight improvement over the first game. It is a humongous visual improvement over the first game. Uh, audio-wise, again, excellent, especially with headphones on. <clears throat> the, uh, the audio moves all over the place. Pretty good story, too. Our, our buddy Stig Asmussen actually left Santa Monica, Stu- Santa Monica Studios and uh, went to Respawn to work on this game. Uh, and that was his job, was working on this campaign. Um, but it wasn't all fun and games for me. Uh, number one, uh, Titanfall and Titanfall 2 have... Or actually, Titanfall 2, I don't think the first one has it. From, well, yeah, it did. Wall running. I hate wall running. I hate it in Call of Duty. I hate it in Mirror's Edge. I just don't like wall running. I, I, I just despise it. Uh, it was no better I, in Titanfall 2 for me. I liked it. In Titanfall 2, when I was playing at E3, yeah. I was actually enjoying it. I was having a lot of fun. Yeah, and the campaign, though, the you have to be a lot more precise. Uh, the problem is that they also have very precise, at times, very precise 3D platforming uh, in first person, which I've never liked. Uh, I don't like it in Destiny. <laughs> I really don't like it in Destiny in the raids. Uh, and I didn't like it here. And there were a few parts of the campaign where I really struggled. And part of that is my shitty left thumb, but I really struggled. Uh, and, and people saw it in, in the live streams. I had a lot of problems with it. Um, it didn't break the game for me or anything else, but it, it was frustrating enough for me to stop playing one night. Uh, other than that though, campaign's good. It took about six ish hours to get through on regular difficulty. Um, the story was actually good. It, it, uh, you know, they they tried to tug at the heartstrings a little bit toward the end and uh, good enemies, you know, a, a great uh, kind of a great spread of different enemies like boss battles, that sort of thing. One of the boss battles was a real pain in the ass against this uh, character called Viper where you're up on top of uh, like a, a troop carrier fighting this uh, this mech that's flying, this titan that's, that's flying. And, oh, my God. It was it was very tough. Um, but I finally got by him. A uh, satisfying game, though, and uh, a good ending. You know, definitely set it up for the, the next one. Um, campaign's good. Not not perfect, but good. Uh, multiplayer, 
it's it's definitely better than the first game. Uh, same basic concept. There's a little bit more you can do now. Obviously, 2016 was the year of the grappling hook, so you can equip a grappling hook for your uh, for your character. It's one of the unlockables. Um, basically, the same type of gameplay, though. You know, you're, you've got the wall running stuff you going on. Uh, same feel for the shooting, which is fine. I always like the shooting in the game. Uh, not as fluid as a Call of Duty game, which I'm all right with. Uh, I actually like the feel of it quite a bit. It's not as complex as a Battlefield game, but it's not as, I guess, sloppy as a Call of Duty game, in my opinion. Uh, you know, tons of unlockables, tons of, uh, you know, paint and decals to unlock, that sort of stuff. Uh, but great map design. I really don't have a map on there that I don't like. Uh, but again, very big maps, and they still use the AI grunts, but now they actually use AI uh, titans as well, smaller titans. I think they're called like rapiers or raptors or something like that. Um, and again, they're kind of an annoyance. Like During the live streams, I'm like, look, I'm taking care of these grunts because you don't know if they're real or not. You're shooting these guys because you can build up your points to, to bring the titan down. And sure enough, I get killed by a real person. Like nine times out of ten, that's what would happen. Uh, it's just annoying to me. And and I still feel like it's kind of cheating. Uh, I, I still feel like uh, they should figure out a way to get more actual people on these maps. Because they're big maps. Oh, and that's one thing I wanted to say also about the campaign. One of the things that frustrated me quite a bit was that you know you, you have some games where... At the beginning, as part of the tutorial process, they'll give you like a ghost, basically, to show you how to get through an area. The campaign in Titanfall 2, though, had that all the way throughout it. You would get up to a section, and you could analyze the, the, the terrain, and a ghost would pop up, and it would show you how to get through it. In my opinion, that's kind of poor level design. If they have to keep showing you how to get through the, the level, you know? If they build it logically enough, you should be able to figure it out with, with some trial and error. But yeah. instead, they're showing you how to get through it all the time, and that really annoyed me. <clears throat> uh, anyway, back to the back to the multiplayer. Um, obviously, they have attrition, which was the big mode in the first game because the first game was very lacking in modes. That was one of the problems with it. There's a ton of modes in this one, but I really haven't felt compelled to play anything else besides attrition so far. Uh, there are there is a mode where you can play just Titan versus Titan. Uh, you can do one versus one. There's all kinds of different uh, modes. Matchmaking's pretty good. I haven't had too many problems with the matchmaking so far. Uh, a lot of options for different types of Titan this time. They really expanded that over the first game. Uh, and the gameplay's good. It's very solid in multiplayer. I had a great time with Stoffinator. We, we played it for a good three hours at least. Um, it's it's well done, and and I can't stress enough the jump that the graphics took from the first game. Because, like, the first game even had a lot of uh, screen tearing and all all kinds of craziness. Uh, this new version of the engine, I think they're still using Source Engine, but, man, the new lighting and just the use of color and everything is far and away better than the first game. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's still Titanfall, you know? At the, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, call down the big mechs and, and uh, shoot your way out of stuff. But it's fun. It's exciting. It's it's fast paced, and uh, we we had a really good time with it. So, like I said, right now I'm actually kind of more compelled to play it online than BF1, which is a little odd since I'm such a 
Battlefield nut, but um, I'm having a real hard time with Battlefield 1 just getting my groove in that game. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff, and man, the game is gorgeous. But I'm I'm really struggling to, to kind of get in that groove and want to play it as much as I play BF4, which... Honestly, if there were still enough people playing BF4, I would still be playing that game. But uh, that that user base has really died off finally. Uh, but BF4 was such a, a tough game to follow up, you know. Uh, but very solid effort by Respawn with Titanfall 2. Like I said, not perfect, but man, uh, especially for their first campaign uh, as Respawn, uh, excellent effort. Uh, I just think that they could do better with some of the design in uh, the levels. I mean, the levels are humongous, and I think that's why they felt compelled to kind of show you how to get through some sections. Uh, but they did a good job in terms of variety. Like, uh, there's a section in the game where it's a totally different game mechanic than the rest of them, and, and they really know how to kind of uh, mix it up quite a bit, and, and, and it works. Uh, again, character. there's a lot of characters in the game, uh, so much so that I almost forgot who some of them were at times, but... Um, man, it's it's a very good game, and it's definitely worth getting. I think. Uh, so I'd probably give it. I'd still probably give it a an eight. Yeah, I think an eight is fine. So yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it again. I I really do want to play some more online. And the cool thing is, no season pass. All the content for that game is free. That's good. Yeah, maps, etc. Are all free. <clears throat> there is some stuff you can buy. Uh, but it's not like a free-to-play game where, you know, oh, you can buy some decals. Uh, you can buy po- in-game points, that sort of thing, like a free-to-play game. But uh, overall, it's, uh, yeah, new maps, everything is all free. And that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Nice job, Respawn. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, really quick Extra Life update. Uh, the raffle is done. The uh, The... Winners are all posted. If you go to our Extra Life page, psnation.com slash extra-life, or you can just hit the Extra Life banner on the front of our page at psnation.com. There's a PDF there, and uh, all the winners have been drawn. Uh, I will, as soon as I get some freaking time, I will start emailing codes out to everybody that won the codes, and the email hopefully will go up by the end of the week asking for shipping addresses, that sort of thing, and I'm hoping to get some stuff boxed up and actually shipped out this weekend. So that's the plan right now. Uh, but the drawing is done. Uh, thanks to everybody that donated. Thanks to everybody for their patience. Like I said, the wait this time was just trying to get as many donor, uh, inf- all the info that we could for all the donors. Uh, we missed a few because we, we never got the info from uh, the gamer that was playing for our team. But, uh, man, what a great turnout. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. So, And a lot of new names. A lot of names, uh, winners that I've never heard the name before. So that was kind of cool, too. And uh, I was going to announce the winner of the third chair tonight, but I kind of forgot to bring that with me. It's sitting <laughs> sitting on my other machine. So, uh, huh? Yeah, it's been a long week already. It's Tuesday. It's been a long week. Uh, so we'll, we'll announce that next week. We'll, we'll keep people uh, interested. <laughs> Nobody's interested. I know. Well, no, we already had uh, we already had somebody asking on the on the forums. Hey, what about the third seat? Uh, yeah, I totally forgot to bring that with me tonight. So, anyway, <laughs> all right, let's get to these emails. Holy crap! Yeah, there's a couple. Just a couple. Yeah. Wow. 
All right. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Number one is from Kevin. Oh. Kevin! Kevin! My minion. Okay. Hi. I bought a Nyko databank and a Seagate desktop SSHD 2 terabyte for mm. my PS4. That's your problem right there. Yeah. The hard drive took the hard drive looks too big for my PS4. Is it possible to plug it? Uh, this plug it in. No X. Well, he speaks French. I get it, but if he bought a Nyko data bank, then why does he care if this drive would go inside the PS4 or not? No, because he bought the Nyko data bank. He was going to put this hard drive in. It doesn't work. It looks, it's too big. Yeah, I don't. But he says it looks too big for the PS4. The drive would it, go in the Nyko databank. It should go in the Nyko databank. Yeah, if it's a standard desktop drive, it'll go in the Nyko databank. Yeah. I'm confused. It should. Yeah. It should go in the Nyko databank. It will not go directly into your PS4, if that right. is your question. And remember that the Nyko databank will only work with the original model PS4. If you have a Slim or a Pro, it won't work because it, the drive bay is in a different spot now. Maybe that's the issue. That could be the issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if you have a Pro or a Slim, the drive bay is on the back now, and the Nyko databank is made to replace the hard drive cover of the original model. Uh, we, but basically, he asked if you can plug this desktop drive in from the outside of the console. Yeah, there's a way to do it. I don't know if you'd want to do it. Uh, it would be ugly as sin, uh, and it's it takes some fiddling. But I know there's a way to do it. You, you Google it. I've never done it. I mean, there there's a two terabyte uh, SSD laptop drive that'll work in the PS4, but it's like nine hundred bucks. <laughs> I keep saying the the performance gains from an SSD on the PS4 is so minimal; it's not worth the money. It really isn't. It's the, the, the Digital Foundry did a shitload of tests on it. So did I think Extreme Tech did did some tests on it too. Uh, I used to run a hybrid drive in one of my PS4s as a test. I had a one terabyte hybrid drive, which had 256, 256 gig of SSD in it. And I was not seeing any noticeable gains whatsoever. It wasn't doing anything for me. Because these games are made to load at the speed of the bus. So I'm just saying, it's, it's not worth the, the cash. If you want to be all extreme and everything, I get it. Oh, I got SSD in my PS4. But it's not worth it. Just saying. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yes, technically there's a way to do it. Google it. Uh, I've never done it, but I have seen it because I've seen, I've seen the videos and stuff of people hooking up like raid drives and all kinds of crazy shit. And you have all this crap dangling off your PS4, which is just absurd. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's, it's one of those things that, yes, I can do it, but should I? And they never ask that should I question to themselves. You know, they just did it. And spend a ton of money just so they could do it and put it on YouTube. Eh. <laughs> so hopefully that answers your question. Hopefully. All right. Uh, email number two. This is, oh, Oliver from Germany. Uh, the Germans. Uh, he says, uh, hi, I wish you all a successful 2017. Can it so be 2018 we yet? We went from France to Germany. Yeah, what the heck? We're all European this this week. 
Uh, I was wondering if you guys are interested in the PS4 exclusive Neo, uh, N-I-O-H. I know both of you are not typical RPG or specific Dark Souls players, but maybe you find some enjoyment in this one. There are epic boss battles with smoking frog ninja demons. Enough said. Uh, and then he says, P.S. Josh, don't listen to those people who find your son disturbing. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Uh, really clever, and every time he shows up, I get a smile on my face. I hope this doesn't sound creepy. Too late. <laughs> uh, keep up the good work. Greetings, Oliver from Germany. Neo, I played the demo or the alpha or whatever, and I lasted two minutes. That is, I'm not going to play that game. It looks amazing, though. Uh, I have not even looked at it. It's, but I will. Yeah, it's ultra hard like a Dark Souls. Uh, they actually had it at PSX running on like this insanely expensive Sony Bravia with like, it had the new HDR, so it was like a, a 1500 nits or something. And uh, the the guy behind the game, I can't remember his name right now, but he actually came in and he's like, oh, look at it on that TV. He was just freaking out when I was standing there. <laughs> It did. It looked amazing. It, it really. It wow, stunning how it looked. But there is no effing way I'm playing that game. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'll watch somebody else play it for sure. But there, I will never play that game. I hate those ultra hard uh, combat games. All right. Yeah. Now on to Dimitri. <laughs> Dimitri, how's it going, comrade? Uh, oh, speaking of which. <laughs> oh, this is, we know this guy. He, he he comes to our E3 meetups. Yeah, so speaking of Dimitri, yes. uh, I, I've been watching, you know, the the DC shows. Yeah. And um, on season five of Arrow, and he's flashing, you know, he does his flashbacks. Yeah. And his flashbacks are where he joins the Bratva. Ah. Uh, so he's with the head of the Bratva and it's this guy that he had met on the island and everything. And I'm looking at the guy and I'm like, who is this guy? He seems vaguely familiar. I kind of like this guy. I don't know what's going on here. I got to look this up. And I look him up on IMDb. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And there he is in Stargate Atlantis. Of course. He was he was Dr. Zelenka in Stargate Atlantis. And every anybody who knows that show will laugh because he had he looked like he was kind of balding his hair was uh, just it was like a bad haircut and it was light hair and it was always kind of poofy like almost an 80s kind of thing going on and he wore these little glasses and he's this hardcore scientist okay and now he's got this short dark hair, big beard, big black beard, um, and he's badass head of the Bratva. <laughs> it's, it is so funny. I, I nice. there's no way I ever would have put the two together. He does not even look remotely like he did when he was huh. on Stargate. <clears throat> it's crazy what a haircut and a beard can do for you. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Makes something like a hipster. That's what it does. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Back to Dimitri. Uh, hey, guys. Happy New Year. Here's to hoping 2017 will be a better year. Yes, yeah. Yeah, please. please. 
Uh, if there are any PS Nation fans that are into Rock Band Rivals and want to join a crew with other PS Nation fans, I've just created a second crew for PS Nation. Ooh. Uh, Andy had created the crew PS Nationers. Yeah. Uh, but they are at their max of 10 people in the crew. I've mm. created PS Nationers B-Tracks <laughs> crew, <laughs> uh, for nice. anyone who wants to join nice. but was unable to because of the 10-player limit. I've currently got eight spots open and can use help from more players. Nice. We're doing this for fun, so skill level does not matter. We will take all from players that play on easy to expert, mic, drums, guitar, doesn't matter. Cool. Uh, and it's with spaces in between everything. P.S. Nationers B tracks. I will uh, try to put that in the show notes as well. Okay. Uh, for any rock band fans that don't already own Rivals, I highly recommend getting it. Rivals has gotten me back into it with the weekly challenges oh, cool. and being able to see where you rank with your crew. Hmm. I was Pretty hardcore with Rock Band 1 through 3, but never really got into Rock Band 4 until now. Yeah. And apparently online co-op play is coming later this month. It is, finally. Yeah, we were hoping that it was going to be released with Rivals. Um, but yeah, they, yep. they're just going to add it later on. So he also says, send me a friend request if you want to join the PS Nationers B-Tracks crew. Uh, my PSN ID is CA dash f o d i'll vouch for him he's a good guy yeah well no yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh please include that you are a ps nation listener yeah so there's an easy way to join there's a crew if anybody's looking for a crew with rock band rivals jump on it hey bro want to join my q crew and my q (laughs) (laughs) cool all right, this next one uh, from uh, uh, someone that's emailed a few times before from Alfonso Boxel. He says, Happy New Year's to you, Glenn and Josh. Wishing you both, your family, and a f- and friends a successful 2017. I don't know if you... Oh, God, this game. Mm. I don't know if you guys have played this game before nope. because oh. your profile profiles are hidden. My profile's not hidden. Uh, but if you haven't... Mine shouldn't be. I don't think... Well, it might be to the public. But I don't think mine is. I don't know. Uh, but if if you haven't, I recommend you play I Am Mayo. Uh, it's a super easy, separate PS4 and Vita uh, trophy list. All you're doing is clicking on a bottle 10,000 times and applying different outfits on the bottle. Costs 99 cents. Easiest platinum to gain. Keep up the good work. My PSN ID is Snova34ZSNOVA34Z. Or Zed for those Europeans listening. Yeah, I'm yeah, not I've heard interested about in clicking on a bottle ten thousand times, dude. Easy platy. I don't care. <laughs> Come on, trophy whore. That's not why I play. <laughs> sure, it I, isn't. Yeah, if it was, then I would have bought this already. <laughs> the only I, reason I. I Try for a platinum is because I'm really enjoying the game, and I think eh, maybe I could do that. That'd be fun, and I, I do. Heard, I heard some other PlayStation podcasters talking about this. I don't know. I don't listen to. Well, I don't either. I've heard a clip. All I listen to is the Smodcast stuff. Yeah, yeah. and Nerdist. Yeah, every now and then. 
which Nerdist, holy shit, he had Neil Finn on. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, I saw him tweet that. Oh my gosh. It was a really good interview. And he he had three live songs at the end, which were great. So, yeah, I am a huge Neil Finn fan and Crowded House and Split Ends. Yeah, yeah. Splats! Yeah. Wow, it was it was crazy because yeah they were they were a little harder to get into. I didn't fully understand them at the time. Yeah, my brother had a Split Ends album, and I was like, "What is this?" And I listened to it, and there were only like one or two songs that I was like, "Oh, I kind of like this," but yeah, I don't get the rest. And then Crowded House came out. I like Crowded uh, House, and I saw them a bunch of times live. And when we moved to South Carolina. We had been there maybe a week or two, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know how I stumbled across it. I was looking through the newspaper. Yeah, there were newspapers back then. <laughs> I was looking through. There was, was uh, the internet was in its infancy. Yeah, uh, at the time. Um, but I was looking around uh, trying to find a job, and somehow I stumbled across. Neil Finn was playing somewhere in North Charleston. Okay. Um, and it said, you know, tickets go on sale on Tuesday at like 10 o'clock at the place. And I was like, well, shit, now I have to find this place. Nice. <laughs> and I called my roommate and I'm like, dude, Neil Finn's going to be here. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, I know. <laughs> so I drove up there. It was the strangest thing. You, you drive up to this place and it was like a, almost like a family style restaurant from the front door. Okay. Almost like a bonanza type place in a in a weird way, you know. And you found out it was Bob's Country Beer. <clears throat> no, so I I drive up and the the place, you know, the place where you're supposed to go. That's what's in the front, and I drive around the back because that's where the the name of whatever the you know stage place was the the nightclub place. Sure. So I drive around the back and get the tickets. And I was like, this is really straight. It's like in a strip mall kind of place. I don't know what's going on here. And so we went back for the show and we, you know, we're waiting outside. We open the door, we go in and it's, it's a stage and a whole open area, you know, standing room area, really big area. Sure. But it's open to the restaurant part, (laughs) like over on the far side of it. It's, it's this weird set up like the restaurant uh. wasn't open it, it was just it was it was closed but you could you had to go through there to get to the bathrooms it was, okay. it was the most <laughs> up place i've ever been it's somewhere in north charleston if anybody lives in that area they might know what i'm talking about and they'll be like oh that place uh. I, we saw like two or three i saw matthew sweet there i saw Jeez. i saw like three or four shows there it was so strange um but Neil Finn, he put on a great show that night. Oh, I bet. It's, it's really cool. It, it was the, the interview was good because it was inter- one of the things he asked. He's like, all right. He's like, I know you probably get sick of. Do you get sick of playing like Don't Dream It's Over for the five billionth time? And he was like, no. He's like, I really don't. 
He's like the, you know, these songs, I wrote these songs and it's always a thrill to see people's reaction and how much people love it. He's like, you know, we're the first time in America and we're cruising down the street and we're going to our manager or whatever. And, you know, we're waiting at a stoplight and this car pulls up and something so strong is on the radio next to us in the car nice. next to us. And we're like, wow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's like, and that thrill never goes away. Sure. And, and it's just the excitement of that. And it was, it was a cool interview. It was really nice to hear. Nice. So, um, because his son plays too and his son is really good. Hmm. Um, which I, I have one of his albums. Um, that I picked up a couple of years ago, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good interview. If you're into music at all or, or Neil Finn or crowded house or split ends or any of that, it's, it's pretty cool. He, he gets into a lot. Um, nice. So I recommend that. Um, yeah. But on to the next email, however right. I got there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's your your read. Um, isn't is it mine? It? Oh yeah, because yeah. you did. I am Mayo. That's right. Yes, I did. Or is that what it, whatever it's called? All right. So this is from Joe. Joe. Hi, Joe. Hey guys. Hey, Joe, what do you know? I'm just back from Kokomo. I had left a message on the forums after episode 493 about problems with playback on the podcast. Yes. I would be trying to skip ahead. How dare you? To yeah. skip a certain section, oh, it's probably those see. sections when it's probably those sections when Mason shows up. Nah, it's probably those sections when you're talking. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's probably those sections when you're spoiling something. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't spoil anything tonight. <laughs> All right. Hey, sometimes I enjoy the fact that you guys go on long. Sometimes I just want to hear a certain review, hmm. and the podcast would just start over when he tries to skip ahead. Yeah. Turns out this is a known bug on the OnePlus 3 Oxygen OS software. Mm. The who did what now? Uh, it's the, uh, uh, it's, it's a phone. Okay. Is it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, the OnePlus, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I just thought I would follow up in case anyone else had this issue. All right, so the three of you out there that have that one plus three oxygen. No, no, they're, no, they're I, very I, popular phones. It's, it's, it, uh, it's like this alternative thing so that you're not buying a Samsung or an Apple or whatever. And you know, it's one of those. Well, actually that's a good idea for sure. somebody who doesn't need all that crap and needs a, just an inexpensive. Well, no, they're, phone. they're good phones, but they're, they're yeah. having a lot of problems with them. Yeah. Okay, so that's your issue. Uh, thanks for everything, guys. Been a long-time listener. Picked up the podcast again after grad school and happy to see you still at it. <laughs> You're Ten the years. Well, going into 11. <laughs> uh, best of luck in the future and hope you both had great holidays. Best. Mm. Uh, Nysum16 on the forums and Average Joe528 on PSN. All right. Uh, hey, the last email. Yay. This is from uh, Bram. Very cool. Uh, I've been looking for a new PS3 wireless controller. All right, we're not reading this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit, another one from Europe. Yep. Uh, I've been looking for a new PS3 wireless controller since my current controllers are falling apart. The official Sony controllers are hard to find and expensive in Belgium, 
So I was wondering which third-party controllers you would advise and are available in the EU. <laughs> if I can buy it on Amazon UK, I will use your link, of course. Oh, she, see, here's the pandering. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy holidays. Looking forward to episode 1000. Go fuck yourself. Uh, from Bram. <laughs> Uh, and then, P.S., your pronunciation of Odin Sphere, Leifhausa, is hilarious. Keep it up. Leifhausa. <coughs> Leifhausa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know this email was coming, so I hadn't looked anything up. And I didn't know either. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. Well, I just skimmed the beginning and send it on. Uh, I'm pretty sure Nikos are pretty favorable. I don't know if they're available on the store or not. Yeah, that one I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, I would recommend against that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because definitely. it was not working with a lot of games. Um yeah. I'm, I'm looking on the affiliate page right now and um I just typed in PlayStation 3 controller. And I'm not finding a whole lot because I'm finding like Move Fitness PlayStation 3 Essentials, Sudroid yeah. Camouflage Silicone Skin Case Cover for PS3, PS2 controller. Yeah. I'm finding stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, what? why wasn't the... Oh, the official are hard to find and expensive in Belgium. That's why. My advice, uh, just go to Brussels, find the Delirium Cafe, and just keep drinking until you don't think about it anymore. Well, let me see. Are there just regular on... Wow, there aren't even any regular PlayStation 3 controllers listed on... Well, you do know that you can use a DualShock 4 on the PS3, right? Yeah. Yeah. But aren't there issues? Uh, There's a couple of games. There's a compatibility problem with a couple of games, but overall it works pretty well from what I've heard. Hmm... It's an option, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> instead of buying some cheap knockoff or paying a lot of money for DualShock 3. Uh, what about e- eBay Belgium? That's another idea. Obviously, you never know what you're getting from eBay, but yeah. Or like a used game shop in Belgium. I don't know. Hmm. Is that not allowed? I wonder. Because I thought there was something in, in parts of Europe where used games weren't allowed or something like that. Oh, wait. Or like you couldn't sell them. Okay. Well, I you know what? <laughs> I guess these just, they would not show up. I hate it when it does that. Sometimes when we have our affiliate login and we go to our affiliate login and you type in a thing and there's no link for it. Sure. Because for whatever reason either the seller or something that they're not allowed to, or they don't want to make that available as an affiliate right. thing. I just went to Amazon UK. I typed in PlayStation three controller. The dual shock three is available. It's a bestseller. It's 41 pounds, 99. Mm. Uh, I, that's Wait. kind of expensive. Not actually. That's about the regular price. I think. It's not. It can't be pounds. Belgium uses the euro. No, Amazon UK. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So Amazon. Oh, I wonder if Amazon France has it. You're in Belgium. That might be better. That might work better. Yeah, because that would be uh, euros at least. Yeah. Hang on a second, because we have a, an affiliate uh, link to Amazon Belgium. We do. 
You know, I don't that? think anybody's ever used it. Or not Belgium, <laughs> Amazon France. And um, again, I don't think anybody has ever. Oh no, <laughs> somebody used that affiliate link. I think three times total, and they were all books. Yeah, yeah, it has been used. Um, so yeah, I would say as I'm trying to pull it up. <laughs> well, it's all in French too. Well, no, I, that's not a problem. Oh well. <laughs> Besides, okay. your your browser translates it automatically. Yeah, and it's such a good translation. <laughs> Actually, it it has been. I've I've used it for Amazon Germany, and it's worked fine for me. I love that Rock has as his uh, Rocket League topper on his car is the purple tentacle from Day the Tentacle. <laughs> it's awesome. He's actually standing there with his little red phaser gun. It's pretty cool, and it's like cell shaded too. It's really well done. Okay, Amazon France. I don't need to translate it anyway. I'm just typing in PlayStation 3 controller. I'll know whether it's a real one or not. Mm. Like uh, I thought I knew knew it was a real one when I got that <laughs> cheddar cheese looking one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Interesting. Well, okay, so there is a PlayStation 3 controller, DualShock. Mm-hmm. Looks legit. Uh, 48 euros, 48.97 euros. Mm. I'm sorry, 48,97 euros, because they have to be <laughs> weird. Um, and that one's legit. Uh, so if that's too expensive for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's that's what I would do. I would kind of, I would go for the official it's, um, I mean, that's the thing. You buy a cheaper one, you're going to get what you're paying for. I mean, yeah. it, it really is the truth. Yeah. So we do have Amazon France and we do, we do. have Amazon UK. Um, you we can do. get to both those links on the site. Uh, 41 pounds, 99 from UK, 48, 97 euros from Amazon France you got to figure in shipping and whatever other weird stuff they add to Belgium. Um, yeah. And see which one's better for you. Um, but I would look at one of those two. If not, see if there's eBay. I don't know if there's eBay <laughs> that you could use. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I would look there. Um, you know, if you, if you get one that's listed new in box, um, and the person has high ratings, you're fine. You know, I yeah. mean, eBay Relatively now. Relatively safe. Yeah. No, you're totally safe because eBay guarantees what you get that's, is what you true, ask yeah. for now. That's so, true. you know, you're not going to get screwed over. Um, yeah. But uh, there's three options for you. I, I don't know what your price range is. I mean, £41.99 is roughly 50 to $55 US. And yeah, which is that's a little high about, for DualShock 3, but. But that's about what you know the DualShock Four goes for. Well, DualShock Four, yeah, but that that is something to think is, about. Like, if you have a DualShock Four, try it on your PS3 and see if it works with the games you want to play. Because uh, I've heard the compatibility is very well done. It's just there's a couple of games that have a problem here and there, but uh, it does work. It's in the firmware. See, I'm wondering. I don't even know if they're available in the U.S. right now. DualShock Threes, uh, um, not not readily, like. Let's hunt around a little bit. I'm looking on our 
affiliate page there. Hang on. Usually you can go to a GameStop and buy a used one. That's that's probably the easiest way to do it. <laughs> oh wait, here they go. Uh well, fifty four ninety nine is oh, the well, price. But actually the black one is on sale right now for forty one ninety nine. Mm. So wow. I don't know if that's cheaper for you to order it off the US one and have it shipped to Belgium. Check. I mean, try that out because I've done that in the past. If I'm looking for something and it is outrageously expensive here, I look on Germany and and UK and sometimes it's ridiculously cheaper there to get it there and shipped. And it's still cheaper than buying it from the US, Um, whatever it is I happen to be looking for. So, um, that's an option for you too. The black dual shock right now is $41 and 99 cents on amazon.com. There you go. So, you know, put it in, put in your address, see what the shipping is. And maybe that's cheaper. Yeah. With the exchange rate. I don't know to Belgium. Yeah. I know the pound is a lot lower than it usually is. It is. It's but down to like it, 125 or something like that. Right but now. yeah, it's still like, it's still going to cost more dollars than, pound, yeah. which is why I was saying like it, whatever that was for the pound, uh, for the, Oh, I lost it now. Forty one ninety nine. Yeah. It's probably around 50, 50 some dollars. Right. Um, us, uh, but I don't know with Belgian francs. Sure. And what the Wait, Franks, what? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? What are, are no. doesn't No, oh, Belgium, well, they're all using Belgium the Belgium and Euros. France are all in the Euro and yeah, Germany. Everybody's yeah. using it. But they used to use the Francs. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, actually Belgium is weird uh like 20 years ago, 30 years ago <laughs> cuz it's kind of like there's three regions of Belgium uh where like I I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I want to say the western side of it they speak primarily Flemish. With side. <laughs> yeah, with side. Uh, they speak Flemish and French. And then in the middle is like kind of this mismatch. And then on the right side of it, on the east side, it's more German and Flemish, if I remember right. Because I was there in 2013, and it was very odd going into it like oh we're gonna be able to because we had a friend with us that spoke very fluent french but i'm like well i don't know if that's gonna really help us in belgium but we got lucky we uh we had nothing but great luck and as an aside i loved belgium i really wanted to go back it's it's awesome love that country and it's kind of (laughs) small like driving across it i felt like i was just driving across wisconsin so but yeah i it's i love that country had a great time so good luck good luck finding that controller so you got a couple options there yeah they're available at amazon.com amazon uk amazon france you know check your prices check your shipping yeah and see if it's uh if it's doable indeed indeed all right well that's it that's everything we're out of here we we uh we got through another week Huzzah. I think we're gonna have to do that now. You, you've got the whole ten thing on the uh, the banner right now for ten years. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to play on that whole goes to eleven thing after that. Mm. <laughs> Come on, that's Final coming time. in March. Yeah, March twenty first. Oh boy. So, all right. Uh, well, that's another week under our belts, folks. Thanks very much for listening, uh, Josh. You got anything else before we go? Nope. All right. 
get out there, play some games, have a great one. If you uh, want anything in Extra Life, keep your eyes on your email inbox the next couple of weeks, and uh, we'll get those emails out. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Herp a derp. Bye. I'm going to leave you guys with this parting thought. You guys, first off, you've been fucking amazing. So thank you. I, you have no idea. I relax. Thank you. Seriously, thank you. You have no idea what a good mood I'm in right now. This is, fuck, this went so well. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Germany. <laughs> There's that uh, stereotype and cliche again about Germans that they have no sense of humor and they don't get jokes. And I was in Berlin for four days last year, and I can say with all honesty, holy shit, is that true? <laughs> holy shit. And <clears throat> I'm not saying Germans are mean or unfriendly. They're very warm, uh, sociable people who do not get jokes. And it's like, it's like a Star Trek planet where they're like, please have a comforting bowl of soup. What is this limerick you speak of? <laughs> we landed at night. We're driving into Berlin. We pass a nightclub. And to decorate the outside of the nightclub, you know those little laser pointer things? That, you know, well, they pointed 4,000 of them at the side of the nightclub. And they're all swirling around, creating this really cool visual effect. And we're driving by, and then I say, oh, looks like all the snipers are out tonight. <laughs> uh, <yeah>, right? <clears throat> Our driver says, those are not sniper rifles at all. What is happening over there is that they have taken many small laser pointers and pointed them at the side of the building to create a visual effect. <laughs> that happened every time you told a joke. Everything came to an ass-grinding halt. They would explain how what you just said was not so, and then explain the reality every fucking time. The next day, we're walking around downtown Berlin, and if you've ever been there, there are these big pink pipes that crisscross overhead in the downtown area. We're walking by, and then I just say, oh, yeah, I've read about these. These are the uh, strudel pipes that pump all the fresh strudel filling into all the homes. Our guide stops walking and says, those pipes contain no strudel feeling whatsoever. Uh, what they are. And then he spent 10 minutes explaining how they pump seawater out of the aquifer. What the fuck is happening? And then I realized, oh, it's the Holocaust. It's because of the Holocaust. Any joke you make, they don't want it to lead to some snarky remark about the Holocaust, so they just nip it in the bud. I get it. If I was in any way connected to the Holocaust, all I would do is step on jokes all day. That's all I would do. No, those are not sniper rifles. What they have done is pointed many small laser pointers at the nightclub to create an optical visual effect. But you see that... Even if they were sniper rifles, they are in no way pointed at any Jews. I think that it's very clear that no Jews are being endangered over there. It's very safe to be a Jew in Germany these days, I think. 
Knock, knock. Many Jews that we have invited to our home uh, to come and have a refreshment and maybe a cocktail, uh, some snacks that we have made them, because it's great to be uh, friends with Jews, and uh, we were always inviting them over because we love them so much. Why did the chicken cross the road? To see all of the Jews on the other side there. Oh, there were so many Jews, and they were happy. They were not... They were not waiting for a truck or a train to take them anywhere. They were just enjoying the nice spring day. And they did not all fall onto the chicken and tear it apart because they were starving. They, they just looked at the chicken. They'd all had a nice lunch earlier. Because there's one thing that you can count on is it's very fun to be a Jew in Germany. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much, Eddie